the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory and snacks. Oh my guys, oh, I didn't with like cleanly shaved. Good man. That was weird. I don't know how that happened. Uh, whoa, in Vegas? It's a bar. Oh, oh. good. Looks like a fancy bar. That's fancy. All right, go ahead, Chappy. You're on. Okay, so. When last we left off, um, you guys had completed your little train heist. You managed to actually, you were very successful. You guys did a great job uh, getting the train teleported through to what you assumed to be the Blight. Uh, you all kind of went your separate directions after that um, as Bright Axe was captured and Rolthor got the piss knocked out of him uh, pretty badly. You guys managed to uh, rendezvous at the bar had a series of conversations with some people and then realized that the whole town was lighting up um, with, sorry, my phone's going off. The whole town was lighting up with rumors and people looking for you. We didn't know they were looking for you. Like they were looking for a group that was similar to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it got a little rough. You guys managed to find out where you thought Bright Axe was being taken and decided you were going to go after him. So you started heading up a few levels. You kind of were fighting crowds, basically. Um, uh, managed to steal a, a driverless cart or procure a driverless cart um, and make it up there. So it was, it's been kind of a long journey for you. Um, you are at the end of it, however. Um, Bright Axe, you were taken prisoner and immediately... Uh, you were thrown into a rather large cage. It was something they thought may or may not be able to contain you. Um, you had some enormous kind of iron shackles that go over. They're, they're like, um, if you remember Winter Soldier, when Cap was in those shackles, they're, they're kind of the, they're, they're blocks, basically, uh, as, a, as opposed to, you know, like handcuffs with chains. Right. Um, and they've basically judge, juried, and executioned you. They're they're ready to proceed with an execution. They shoved you into a prison cell with a handful of other people, um, and you basically sat there for sixteen or eighteen hours. Um, the guys, on in the meantime, were making progress on the way up. Uh, well. While they were coming up, you were basically, you were beaten, and they basically just kept you um, as weak as they could. They were rather afraid, um, rather afraid of you and for you. Um, and I was being comforted by my little critter, right? And you that were, yes, your little, grit. yes, your little Grick buddy grit? appeared. Yeah, it was, it was a, a spectral-ish Grick. Um, that appeared to you, you were kind of uh, petting him, shall we say? You were playing with your Grick wow. uh, and, and really enjoying yourself, apparently. Nothing new. Nothing yeah, that's new. right. That's right. Just playing to, playing to type, I guess. Um, at any rate, uh, when we get started here, you have actually been pulled to a wagon with these other guys. You are still bound uh, with these iron blocks. Um, you're going to have approximately half of your hit points. Um, so just figure out whatever your hit points are. Have them. Uh, take wait, those. wait. Is that the first time Bridex has ever been down to half? <coughs> No, he's no. been beat a couple times. Uh, he's been I've gone down a couple, a couple times. times. Yeah, we've we've knocked the piss out of him once or twice. Usually in association with a fireball from Voss. <laughs> yeah, or usually Voss wall. does more damage than I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the I sad. I can't part. help it if you get in the way. Yeah. So, um, as the as the group, sorry, I got to go on the right screen here. Um, 
as the group drew nearer and nearer to where the execution area is, the, the crowd got thicker and thicker. They had to abandon the cart. Um, the, the press got pretty rough. Um, it, it, got, it got to be pretty tight. You guys had taken a variety of measures to conceal yourselves. But now that you're in the thick of this crowd, you're getting some looks here and there, but there are just too damn many people for the dwarves who are in charge of the city, the guards, to be able to manage. Um, and let me just read you this next little passage here. So what you guys see as you're coming out, so Bridex, you're coming out from onto a stage, basically. You're walking up these stairs, and you're onto a rather large stage. The rest of you guys are coming in. You're a floor above that. You are looking out onto a vast square. It's a couple of city blocks by a couple of city blocks, and then it goes a few city blocks higher. So it, it stacks four or five blocks high so that literally thousands of people can gather here and look down onto the execution ground and look down um, and, and see what it is that's going on. Um, so just to set the scene here, uh, this is in the middle of the Colossal Forge, uh, and, and the area is called the Vertex, a place where news and gossip are exchanged, politics are debated, and designs are shared. The square is enormous, stretching four or five city blocks each way, and five levels up so literally thousands of citizens can view the proceedings. For decades, dwarven craftsmen and artisans have installed ornate pieces of sculpture and other public art as a way to advertise their skills and prowess. So where you guys see, um, like as you're looking out over one of the balconies uh, and looking down, wherever there are support pillars, it's all very ornate. A lot of it is metal or really fine stonework and, and you know, just really amazing. People are really trying to show off their craftsmanship here. So it's some really amazing stuff. In the center of the square lies the camber baffle. It's a raised platform of iron that sits over a five foot depression in the stone floor. So there's like a pit and then rising out of the pit is this, this stage that's built of, of iron. Um, it basically gives the effect of it's almost like a stage with almost like a moat around it, but it just kind of drops off. Uh, there's, there's no actual water there. Uh, the platform is raised about four feet off the ground, which is a sizable height for most dwarves. At the front end of the platform is the executioner's area where he does his bloody work. And tossed dwarves, they have a preferred method of public execution, which is beheading. To the back of the platform sits an iron golem, which you guys recognize from some scorch marks on it as the one that, that Brightaxe and Rolthor fought. And flanking on either side are shield guardians. A few dozen soldiers move amongst the crowd looking for troublemakers with three, or, uh, three more guarding the ramp to the platform, which again is on the backside. Uh, on the platform itself are the prisoners, which are three dwarven soldiers. Um, uh, I'm sorry, are the prisoners, comma, three more dwarven soldiers, comma, a captain and the executioner. Uh, in the front and off to the left of the baffle of the stage is the block, which is another stage. This one does not have a, a pit under it. Um, this is an auctioneer's block. It's a place where, as tradition dictates, the condemned possessions are auctioned auctioned off in front of them. It's part to add a little bit of extra cruelty, um, but it also gives you a bit of an advantage as you can safely assume a lot of Brightax's gear is there. So it's here we're gonna start the session. Uh, Brightax is on the stage. He's standing at the back of it. Uh, there are two random dwarves who are prisoners and two orcs on the platform also awaiting execution. Um, and you guys have just a couple of minutes to ask some questions, get an idea of, of perhaps what you'd like to, uh, to accomplish here. You are a floor up or a level up, so you're about 20 feet, maybe 25 feet off of the ground that 
the main kind of chamber has opened into. Okay, so before we go any further, we did spend time talking about the plan, so maybe we want to revisit what we were going to do, because if I recall correctly, Otham was going to change into uh, like a some sort of small animal. Alex was going to disguise self as a as a guard to get closer. Myself, I had invisibility. Aaron had invisibility, and I don't remember what Meep had, so that we could pretty much get right to the stage door or the platform, and then attack. <clears throat> That's what I recall us talking about last time. Yes, no, maybe so. Yes. Either everybody's frozen or that doesn't remember. No, that's what that's, I'm remembering. That I'm sounds remembering. sounds right. Yeah, no, we we got you, Aaron. How how far away, uh, Chappie? How far away from the stage are we? We're 25 feet up, but how far away, like? About. It's it's in the middle, so you're about a city block, maybe a city block, city block and a quarter away from it. Okay. So it's it's a decent amount. It's you know it's not crazy, but it's it's a decent amount. Like. And again, this is intended for people to be able to crowd around the stage, but then also right. up and look down on it. It's a it's a pretty massive crowd that's gathered. But it's like a it's like a what a city block. It'd be like one football field would be half of a city block. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. So if we were to go down and through, that's about once we got downstairs, that's how far it would be. Or if we jumped from this area, guys, then somehow. So the level we're on, it's kind of circular, goes all the way around with like balconies for people to look at. Uh, it's It's a square. Square. But, okay. other, oh, other, yeah, but otherwise, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. So you're in, basically the effect is you're, it's, if you were to take all of the open space, it's a giant cube, right? Okay. And okay. you just so have every, to be on one of the walls of the cube looking down. Gotcha. So every level above us is, is even with us. It doesn't get smaller as it goes up. That's correct. Okay. How far of it is a drop since we're on the second level? Assuming that the platform is raised. It's about... 20 or 25 foot to get to the ground. You can't make a jump from here to the platform. So it's about 20 or 25 feet to the ground. Again, the stage is right in the middle and it's, it's kind of, there's, there's a big pit in the middle and then the stage kind of raises up out of that, giving the effect of there's, it's almost like a moat, but there's no water and it's just kind of a drop off um, with the stage on it. There are stairs going up to the stage in the back of the stage. And that's where they've brought bright axe and the other prisoners up. So I would say let's head towards the back of the stage as fast as possible. I mean, we can't jump. How long would it take us to get back down to the second to the to that level? I mean, based on what you've been through, it's it's it, fighting the crowd is the hardest part. It's there are a lot of people in here, and it's almost actually it's almost you would be smart enough to intuit it's almost getting dangerous in here like people are frothing and you're realizing there's there's probably a little more going on here than just the execution of bright axe you realize that it's there's probably you know the crowd is is not happy about something 
All right, so we need to get to the stage, correct? Yes. Yes. Fellas. Yes. Yes, I think you need to get to the stage and come get me. <laughs> we don't hear you. Okay. I'm more as long as I could have your axe if things don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, um, go ahead and make um, who who's looking at the stage? Are are you all kind of taking a look around? Yes. Sure. All right. All right. I'm just going to assume then that one of you is good enough to get this. The executioner is actually carrying Bright Axe's axe. Oh. Is the executioner is the executioner uh, a dwarf? He is, yes. That axe would be huge. It would be quite large. It's huge anyway. Indeed. So quick well, quick do you want me to turn into a dwarf and try to make my way back there. If I get back there, what do you want me to do? Well, we're all going to go with. We're going to turn ourselves invisible. Yes, but uh, I will warn you, being invisible in a crowd like this, it's going to be very weird. So what if... What if I pull down my executioner hood... And you just escort me to the stage. I can go there if you want. I'll go there. Yes, no, I can take you. That would be fine. Do you think and that would work? It may. It may. And Autumn, if you were to turn into something small, like a rat or something, I could put you in my pocket. Done. But uh, Meep... What do you have that uh, can help you sneak through this crowd? Do you you could change into other people too, right? Yeah, I, I could I could disguise myself. I could do that. I could look like a gnome or something. They'd never suspect me. What can hmm. Voss turn into? Yes, Rolthor. What is what will be your effect for us? <clears throat> I can turn invisible. What if yeah. uh, what if? Uh, Thud, you push your way through, shouting "Make way for the executioner! Make way!" I'll t stand a couple of steps back. Rolthor can stand in between us, invisible. You guys, as you pause in this conversation, the crowd goes nuts, and there's a bunch of cheering. And you look up at the stage, and you see an orc who had been doubled over the block. You see his head topple off into the pit. And you see the executioner has brought down Bright Axe's axe and, axe and lopped this uh, orc's head off. We got to go. We ready? Let's go. I suppose so. Rolthor, be ready with yeah. your fireball. I'm always ready with my fireball. If we need chaos or an escape, we need you. By the way, Escape. Where are we going? Where do we need to meet back? Back at the hairy eyeball? How far away is the hairy eyeball? Oh, it was hours away. Yeah. Half a day, I think. There's got to be there's got to be a local I would think in all the hours that we've been driving, there's got to be someplace local that we know. That's reasonably close, like some bar or something. 
I mean, you would have passed a few places, and if you were wanting to make note of it, you would have, but you guys didn't stop anywhere and, like, get a room or get some place to lay low no. or that kind of stuff. But we just know, let's, you know, we, we named a place, one of the places that was kind of nearby as our fallback to, to, to get, I would think. Well, yeah, was there a sewer or alleyway we could at least get to to, like, hide out that I might have been able to spot on the way through? Um... What were you doing in the cart? What was your role? I don't remember. Were you driving? No, I know. Uh, I, I was spotting. I thought I had already. I thought I was actually out and had cast disguise self to be a spotter. Okay, that's yes, probably me right. And, me and Rolthal were were hidden inside because you guys had gotten a short rest, right? But you didn't get a long rest in. Does my memory serve? Yeah, I was uh, fairly fresh, though, if I'm correct. We I got Rolfor like and I got ro- spells or anything. So. Yeah, I think you're right. We got a short short rest. The three of us got long rest because we stayed inside the cart undercover. But I was right. driving. You were driving, and he was mesmerized by all the mechanics up front, keeping an eye out. Oh, that's right. You were all you were all kinds of giddy over this cart. Okay. What about um, a uh, <laughs> access to one of the trains? Did we notice one of those? Because those were easy. Kind of. Well, we can't get bright axe in there, so forget. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the sewers. I mean, it was easy enough to see like sewer access and things like that. The problem you're again going to have is just the crowd is so tightly packed in here um, that getting into them is is not going to be you know just a simple matter. As you guys are continuing to discuss, um, you hear the crowd go nuts again. Uh, and this time you look up and there is yet another orc whose head is rolling into the gutter. All right. Um, Bright Axe, you have an opportunity here to look around. What, uh, what do you want to take note of? What do you want to see? Um, I'm going to look real careful at this guy holding my axe. Okay. Taking his measure, looking for weak points. Okay, so he looks pretty um, weak to you. He looks squishy because he's literally like, think of uh, like the Rancor Keeper in, in Jedi. Is He's shirtless. He's got baggy pants. He's got an executioner's hood on. But he's, I mean, he's a burly guy, don't get me wrong. But he is very poorly, um, very poorly uh, uh, armed or armored, uh, with the exception of your ask, axe. Okay. Um. I guess over the last day and a half, as I've been um, interacting with this little creature that has uh, started hanging out with me, have I gotten any impressions from it as to what's going on or what? You no, you you you've had you've enjoyed his company, but he kind of comes and goes. It's almost like he, as you get tired, he kind of disappears for a little while, and then uh, and then. As you wake up or you're looking around, you're a little more aware. He kind of makes himself known. He has helped you to kind of find your way around in the prison. He brought you a little bit of food actually once. He brought you just some morsels. It wasn't much, but it was enough to to get some food for you. Um, But you're really, at this point, you're as surprised as anything. But he seems to be bonding with you. He seems to be your your little buddy. Okay. Um, Do I see... I'm sorry, real quick, just I don't know if Alex or anybody else is paying attention. Uh, look at your Zoom chat so that we can discuss. We'll keep it open so that oh. Jeff can see we're not planning. 
Now right. we could discuss while Nick is role playing with him, so that we could just move. Right. Gotcha. Um, so um, I'm also wanting to look to see if I can see any indication of who might have the keys for my bonds. Okay. Um, uh, and just trying to get a feel for what's going on, because obviously I'm not real thrilled about this uh, possibility. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. Investigation, huh? That's going to be ugly. Hang on. Loading page. Uh, that's a six. A six. Okay. You don't see any sign of your keys. Um, you do take note. There is a very well-armored um, dwarf kind of to your back right. Uh, as you're oriented, as you're facing the crowd, it's he's kind of behind you to the right. Um, and there are a couple other dwarven soldiers up there. Uh, the the one is definitely a little better armored. He's it's just more ornate. He's probably a captain of some sort. Um, okay. but, but you don't see keys, or you don't see you know a way to get out of these shackles. The other thing that I want to do is just try to tug at it, tug at okay. it. Um, Try to flex a little bit, not trying to fully break, but trying to look for the weakness on the bonds and see if there's something that I could exploit. Okay, make a strength check. Uh, that's a, a nine. A nine. No, they seem pretty solid to you. You you kind of, you know, you're you're kind of trying to flex. You're trying to to even go just a little way and put a little torque on the center there, and it's just, it's not doing anything for you. Okay, um, so back around to, I'm sorry, was there any last thing you wanted to do before I jump to the other guys? Not really, is my uh, my little, uh, other than is the, the little Grickling hanging out with me at the moment, or is he absent? You don't see him right now. Okay. He, doesn't, he doesn't appear to be with you right now. Okay, gentlemen, what are we doing? Okay. We are going to make our way down a level. Okay. And then once we get close uh, to the big room, uh, we're going to try to, we're going to turn ourselves, we're going to do our little thing. Okay. Find, on the way down, we're going to find a quiet-ish or at least a really busy place that we can just turn into our other things. Okay. So right. and how are you, are you doing anything to help you navigate the crowd or are you just kind of trying to push through the way you look right now? I say we just go for it. I think if we can make a big enough disturbance as in, you know, if, if Kron thought, if you're yelling, make way, make way for the executioner or Meep is yelling it, making it loud, we can maybe pause what they're doing up front and create a, an avenue for us to get up there as quick and in the confusion we hey, just kill is, everybody real quick here is i miss this is bright axe is he chained up yeah he's in like an iron block that's holding both of his hands also only because we've been not been don't doing this in over a month um i will remind you that you have drow who have committed to causing a diversion for you oh thank you that's right i forgot about our friends that is very true although that even the diversion thank won't you help us get there fast enough well if it it depends on what their diversion is so what did a hey, uh game master did we set up uh how do we know how do we did we set up uh, what they were gonna 
Like, how do I trigger? The, how do we trigger the uh, thing? The way you left it, they said they would um, they would give you a diversion. They'd give you the ability to basically clear the crowd a little bit. Right. Um, and they said you'll know it when you see it. Well, that's always awesome. That All usually right. means a big boom of some sort in my experience, so, but you know. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I believe we need to be downstairs. We will continue with the idea of bringing the second executioner out. If we can do it, if there's enough enough boom or enough distraction, then we should be able to make our way up there as guards, invisible, a rat, and as the executioner, and maybe we can supplant you. We can take the other executioner off puts you up there, and you can actually break his chains with the axe. Yes. Okay. All right. So you guys begin to make your way down, and it takes you it takes you a little while to make it down a level. You kind of walk back out. Uh, you follow an avenue kind of around. You do have to push through some people. Um, you do see – Awesome. what do you look like right now? Are you look like a bugbear, or are you looking like a dog? I think you were last time. Or are you like a mouse or something? I, I'm a I'm a rat in his in his pocket. Whatever okay. he, he said, he was going to hide me in his pocket. So okay, so it's really it just looks like the four of you going down there right now. Um, Roll Thor, you get a lot of stares. Um, people who are they're not quite challenging you, but you get a lot of dwarves looking up at you like, holy shit! I thought he was um, invisible. I, I was oh, did you go invisible? invisible? I apologize. Yeah. I, I missed that. Okay. So um, you don't get much in the way of looks, but you do. I mean, you literally can't help but bump into people here and there. So there are people that get, you know, yeah. give kind of weird looks like, what the hell was that? But for the most part, you make it down there all right. It does take you, I mean, it's a full 10 or 12 minutes to go from one level to the next one. Um, as you are walking kind of through, so as you're walking out into the square, you're going through like a massive archway right and there are these huge metal doors on either side of it so that they can basically close this entire room off with gates so there there are doors behind you that you just walk through there are doors on either side and there are doors behind from where bright axe and the others on the stage came out um the crowd is getting whipped into a bit of a lather you do hear um off to the right hand side uh kind of midway between you and the stage you hear Lightbringers screaming their heads off about wanting justice and wanting freedom uh, from uh, for one of the people you presume to be on the stage. And you look up and there's a dwarf on the stage who gets his head lopped off. And instead of the cheer that you've been accustomed to from the orcs, the crowd goes almost dead silence. And then there's some murmuring about. And people start to get a little restless. Are they announcing... Why, what is the crimes or anything or do people just know or is it just a plain spectacle it's so what they've been doing is is there has been um the guy who looks like a captain the guy in the in the more ornate armor um appears to have used thaumaturgy or some such spell sure. to announce out um and it's basically it's a name and, and what they're accused of and that's really about it hey chappy how yeah. far away right now are we from <clears throat> bright axe just I mean, give me your mind. I'm sorry. I had to take care of my daughter. Bright Axe himself. Um, yeah. You were – so when you walk through that door, that puts you about 100, 125 yards away. Okay. Um, and as you're making your way up, obviously you're getting closer, but you're, you're just – you're moving slowly because it's just a crowded room. Okay. So here's my thing. If I were to cast – I have um, – because of my being an alchemist, I have boots of elven kind and a cloak of elven kind. 
that I've imbued my cloak and boots with that same magical power, which gives me advantage on stealth and gives everybody disadvantage on the perception rule to see me or notice me. Okay. If I cast long stride, it increases my movement by 10. How What's your quickly, movement? My movement right now is 30, so I'd have 40. How quickly could I make it through the crowd being a small creature to begin with? Um, let me do some just really just quick fantasy within, math here. I just want to get within 30 feet. So right up against the stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you said you'd be able to go 40 feet? I'd be able to go 40 or running 80, but 40 normal movement. So that would be... All right, I'm going to make this easy on myself. It would be, well, I'll tell you what, make an athletics check. An athletics check? Not, yep. Okay. Are you still near me? Can I, oh. Gotcha. Um, never mind. You're, yeah, you're, you're like you're a rat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Chris, what'd you get? 14. 14. So are you telling me you're moving or are you considering moving? I, I want to move up to get within 30. I'm not – I okay, so I'm looking at the crowd, judging what I can do, how I can dodge and weave between people. I'm a okay. small creature. I don't want to be noticed and get there as quick as I can within 30 feet. So first things first, this is a little unusual for you because you're in a crowd in a city, and you're actually not the shortest person there. <laughs> between the dwarves and the other gnomes and whatnot, it's – you know, it would be like – you're not the tallest person there either. It would be like you, like physically you in a crowd at a concert or something. You could see over some people, you have a harder time with others, but it's, it's a different experience for you. You feel confident you can get up there relatively untouched, but you, you know, you feel like you got to trade off one for the other. You feel like you can either be stealthy and get up there at a, you know, a near normal pace, or you feel like you could get up there pretty quickly, but you're going to be noticed. And it's even, for, even with my, my, the magical boots and the cloak giving me advantage. If that took you to 40, it's, it's still going to just take you a little while to get up there and it's still super crowded in here. So okay. you're going to be able to do it. You're going to be able to travel fairly well. You certainly faster than the, the rest of the yahoos you're with. It's just still not a, it's still not an easy path. So like one turn, two turns, three turns? I don't know until I do the it. The rounds, I did the math on it, it'd be about 10 rounds or roughly, you know, 30, 30, to, yeah, 30 seconds to a minute, somewhere in there. If somebody... The thing I is, over, it, it being stealthy isn't going to help. Like, it, you don't need to be stealthy. You're just another person out in the crowd, right? Right. We just we're just so pushing right forward. We're You're just trying to push forward a, to get through there. A, a gnome, a human, yeah. and and you, and, you and, and a and a bulge of invisibility in the middle of us. Okay. We just don't want a big bugbear because that's obvious, and so we don't want to roll a demon because that's obvious. Well, here's my thing, guys. If I can get up there quickly, I think I can get Brightots out. If I can get within thirty feet. Well, that's yeah. what we're trying to do. We're that's, trying to get up there. Yeah. As We're fast as possible. So can anybody catapult me or throw me up there? Fire me, boy. Try not. Try not 125 Try yards. Throw you up there. None of us are that strong. Yeah. Okay. That's true. All right. So we, we're gonna we can all up. just go. We, yeah. And yeah. When, when we get there, you can do your thing. So while you guys are pushing through the crowd, um, again, you hear the Lightbringer, Lightbringers, and you notice these Lightbringers, they're mostly Dwarven, um, which you would expect for this city, but everywhere else you've experienced them, they've been 
more on the human side. Um, they're starting to agitate and cause some problems. Um, you notice up on the stage, they're bringing a second dwarf up and they announce his name and it's, you know, so-and-so long beard, gray beard, something like that. Um, and just for crimes against the city, basically. Um, and for, you know, basically for agitating in a time of war. And the light bringers are just, they're going, they're starting to go a little bit nuts and they're starting to whip up the rest of the crowd. And you realize executing dwarves is probably not the coolest thing. Even though they're supposedly criminals, it's probably, this, this crowd's not necessarily behind it. The doors behind the stage open up and a bunch of dwarves who are well armored start marching out. And it's basically, it's a company of dwarves that begin to surround the platform so they they kind of they they come out and they start going out and around and kind of forming a line bright axe they've taken about 10 minutes here so you've got a few minutes to um to accomplish something if you want to try or just look at or do whatever you get a few minutes um what's am i to the guy carrying my axe right now so he's at the age which is uh probably 20 25 feet in front of you wow yeah, it's a big stage. It's a big platform, and you and you gather. I mean, this is it's multi-purpose, right? So they have concerts up here. They have auctions up here. It's it's not just an executioner stand. It's just where what they happen to be doing right now. Um, and is anybody currently hands-on with me, or is it just I'm standing here? Am I chained to something? So or am I just chained? You're like this in the iron okay. blocks, and then there's a chain that goes from the bottom of those blocks to the stage, and you're just attached like that. Okay. There are two soldiers off to either side. On your left is a dwarf who is about to be – he's a dwarf to be executed. They've just pulled the other dwarf up there. So it's the dwarf who's on the block right now, the dwarf next to you, and then you gather you're the finale. So two people are going to die in front of you, okay. and then you as this thing stands. Got the, the dwarf to my left, and hey, dwarf. What'd you do? I only spoke in favor of my Lord Paylor. You can tell he's really fucking nervous. I, I'm ready to sacrifice myself for him, if I must. Well, how about we don't sacrifice and we get the fuck out of here? What do you mind? Not dying. <laughs> okay, I'm in. What do you have in mind? <laughs> I need to get my axe. Okay. And out of these blocks. Okay. And then we can have some fun. Any oh, ideas okay. on how to get out of these chains? He looks down at his wrists, wrists, and his are regular shackles. And he looks over at yours, and he gets this look of, how in the hell am I supposed to have any idea what to do here? And he looks back down at his, and he goes, I got nothing, brother. No, wait, let me try one thing. And you see his kind of eyes lull into the back of his head, and he's concentrating on something. And you see some hand motions going, but you don't quite know what it is he's doing. It's not, it's not something you recognize. What you recognize is it's probably some sort of somatic motion, just based on what you know mm -hmm. from Rolthor and some of the others. But you don't recognize the motions themselves. Okay. And he just kind of goes silent on you for a few seconds. Okay. Well, I guess I'll look to the guy to my right. Hey. You got any idea on how to get out of these things? That's a soldier. 
Oh. So it's it's <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes, I do. It's, yes, I do. <laughs> With these. <laughs> so he just kind of gives you the pipe down look. <laughs> I mean, I could make it worth your while. I've got some just, silver candlesticks and some cheese and. Uh, I think I sold the green fabric. He looks at you and he goes, you don't have shit. And then he points at the stage where they're auctioning off the current guy who's on the block. They're auctioning off all of his shit there. He goes, you don't have shit. Yours is next. Hmm. Okay. And then you hear a dwarven head go rolling down. um, And the crowd gets even angrier. So I look back to my left. Was that him? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that guy actually you see his skin is getting super red Ooh. and there are little bits and pieces of something starting to flick through and you feel like you might have seen this before. Uh, make an intelligence check for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm sorry. I thought you said Bright X is gonna make an intelligence check. I hope he gets a natural twenty. God, I hope That's he does. a nine. Uh, yeah, okay, not so much. This seems familiar to you. You've, you've spotted this somewhere before, but you're just, you don't quite recall where. Do I feel anything weird happening? To you? No. To the to the metal or anything? No, nothing like that. The flakes of, of red are coming through? The skin is getting super red, and then there's something emerging from it. Interesting. Um, well, I'm I'm going to if if this lingers on for a few minutes before they, my buddy here, I I think I might get a little angry. Okay. Um, I don't know how it's timing out with everything else, but um, before they come, you know, watching what's going on here, and if I if I can see that they're about ready to take this guy that's getting funky on me and looks like he's trying to help out um i uh i will get angry and make more attempts to try to break out okay do a little rajay mm-hmm. okay so are, are you attempting to break out right now um i kind of want to wait until just before like he's okay it looks like they're gonna come for him because I, I it seems like he's doing something so i'm giving him a second you know okay. And you okay. said, Chappie, that the, the, the crowd is getting restless or quiet when the dwarves are killed? So the first dwarf that was killed, the Lightbringers started creating a lot of noise in the area. They started making calls for justice. They may, started making, you know, screams for, for being religiously oppressed. You know, a lot of that kind of stuff. They, they have a lot of talk about Paylor, who you guys will recall from your other encounters with the Lightbringer. Um you know, is, is typical of them. Uh, typically light bringers are very poor, but very, you know, they take very good care of their weapons, but they're kind of, you know, the, the rednecks of this world. Um, they're, they're typically very poor, but they're easy to get riled up. They're quick to anger this. And because the crowd is starting to sway their way, you know, the second dwarf dropped, people are getting angry. That's why the rest of this dwarven, um, um, battalion or, or unit came out and began to surround the stage. Uh, people are pissed, and you even notice a couple of rocks getting thrown toward the stage. All right, I'm going to die right. Sons and daughters of light, rise up for me, or, or uh, rise up for Paylor, and write that in the sky. 
Okay. And it's going to magically appear. Okay. All right. Um, and it's going to be like, I want it to be like, like shiny with like yellow ray glowing as it's as it appears. So it doesn't like ride out like somebody's riding it. It just slowly <clears> gets stronger and stronger and stronger until it's this bright words are just shining down on everybody okay so as you're doing that people are looking up some people are starting to go not so just with this this kind of um kind of group thing oh, it's i mean it's it's borderline a riot at this point is what it comes down to it's there are people who are angry there are people throwing stones there are people screaming for paylor there are people you know screaming for calm you've got an auctioneer off in the corner who's like picking up this other dwarf shit and trying to auction it off which isn't you know it's it's not much but it's you know a sword and a few other things you do see uh bright axe's armor and bright axe's you know effects with the exception of the axe behind kind of in the in the stall or on the stage rather uh of the auctioneer so you know his stuff is coming up next um but it's getting it's getting a little calamitous you also notice as you are looking around that the doors that you came through that are behind you were just closed and barred. And so there are the only exits now are to your left and to your right. And then should you be able to get through the stage or around the stage or whatever, straight ahead of you, but the, the doors behind you have been closed and barred. All right, we're in it. Okay, so you guys, when you get up, I'm assuming you continue to keep moving forward, yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, when you get approximately 25 yards away, not from the stage, but from the line of dwarves who are there. So there's a bunch of dwarves that are heavily armored. They all have rather large shields that they've kind of planted down into a shield wall. Um, as you guys get closer up, a few of them seem to notice you. Uh, notice Meep specifically. And Krantad, are you are you in your dwarven form or not? I forgot. Yeah, but I'm in a dwarven form with the, uh, the gear of one of them of like one of those guys. Okay. All right. So they, they notice that, that me basically and, and, and Croker, are you, what are you doing? I've got my what, what hood down. They see a human coming toward them and they start, they start kind of muttering to themselves. I, I, I then, look like a gnome. Like okay. I, I get my illusion cast. Okay. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. As you guys are moving forward out of nowhere, crossbow bolts start lighting up some of the people around you and they're coming from above you and some are coming from behind and some are coming from each side. None of them are coming from behind the stage, uh, but it, it, they're close, but they're not behind the stage. And all of a sudden you see around you, you see probably a half dozen people, maybe more just fall to the ground. Some are dead. Some are just severely injured. Um, but it's just funk, funk, funk people just drop around you and the crowd starts screaming and going nuts. Rocks start getting thrown um, even more. So um, it starts getting really rough where you are really hot. Um, the dwarves kind of lock down into a wall, um, but they've, they've kind of planted themselves. What's my buddy doing? Which buddy would you be referring to? The one who's glowing. Okay. So he, as all this is happening, the skin shreds off of his face. Finally, all, whatever's under him, it's almost like an adamantine. It's like metal, and it's like metal studs and things like that. It shreds off of his face. Fun. 
and you recall the Lightbringers have seen this. You've seen this with the Lightbringer before. Is basically he turned himself into a glass cannon. So he's got super armor, um, but it really takes a lot out of him to go through this transformation. Mm-hmm. When he does that, he's able to snap his shackles, and he starts making a move toward the executioner. Okay. All right. So at this point, let me see. Let me just make sure I know where I am here. Um, okay. So at, the, at this point, you guys are getting fairly close. You're about 75 feet away from the dwarves. Uh, and people just got dropped around you. And then there's a second volley of crossbow bolts. Um, these slightly further away from you, but it's almost like it's it's loosening people up. There's certainly a path that's that's making itself known but people are going nuts and and something's gonna happen okay what are you doing are you on us or are we still on nick so it's to you guys now i mean trying to get to this nothing i can do so i'm just gonna keep walking yeah okay (laughs) all right so you guys keep pushing through um 75 feet away Okay, so you're 75 feet away. All right, so at this point, um, we probably better have you all roll into initiative. I'll take that. What is that, Bright X? 18 for Bright X. Kranta, what did you get? 20. 20, very nice. What? Roll Thor. Roll the healing die for eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be going. Uh, I'll be going last. I got a natural one. Nice, Croker. Twenty-five. Nice. I think you'll be going first. Uh, Autumn. Sixteen. Okay. Did you roll as a rat? Uh, if I knew how to do that, maybe. So maybe it's a thirteen Security. instead of. Yeah. Oh. Dexterity to roll. Oh, so you, it's still it's still plus three, so it's it's six, sixteen. Oh, okay. No, he he said, "Did you use your opposable thumbs?" Hey. No. Oh. Meep, what'd you get? Seventeen. I'm sorry. Seventeen. Okay. Now I'm going to tell this to start, and it's probably going to. Okay, there we go. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and start at the top. So, Croker, um, people are dropping around you as you get as as crossbow bolts hit. Um, these are pretty good shots. They're hitting people square. They're not hitting you. All right. What are you going to do? I'm not too worried about it. Sure. I'm going to just, I am walking towards, I got my hood down. I am walking towards that stage with a purpose. Okay. Like I belong there. Okay. What's your movement? 30. Okay, and are you go, are you purposely are you like walking with purpose or are you going to take your full run? Um, no, I gotta walk. I don't want to. I'm gonna walk with purpose. Okay. I know I'm already drawing attention. I don't want to draw uh, um, threat attention. Fair enough. Okay, Krantha, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. Did you want to take an action while you were doing that, or you're just walking? Uh, I am just walking. I am. I have prepared a spell in case someone attacks. So okay. if, if someone attacks somebody in our group, I will release the spell. Okay. Crown thud. 
Um, I guess I'm just going to uh, make my way forward. How we're about 75 feet right now. If I were to move forward, I go 25 feet. Okay. However far I can make it, can I get within 60 feet of the executioner? Yeah, I said you. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, oh, then, of the executioner, or of the, the dwarves. Yeah, uh, well, no, he's pretty further. Probably, yeah, not this turn. Okay. Not on a walk at any rate. All right. Well, I will since I am garbed like a dwarf. I'm going to run forward, trying to push people out of the way, and say, okay. "Let me get to the stage," so that like I'm going to protect also. Okay. All right. I want you to go ahead and make either a strength or an athletics check. I'll give you the choice. Well, they're the same, so that's cool. 17. Okay. Yeah, so you're uh, pushing people out of the way. A lot of them were already starting to there, – there are two things kind of happening concurrently. There are people getting ready to go ape shit and burn this motherfucker down, and there are people who are trying to help the people on the ground or get the hell out of the way. So it's a little bit of pandemonium, but you're clearing a path basically um, as you're as you're pushing through there. Okay. Uh, Bright Axe, we are to you. Um, they, they being the soldiers, um, have all turned their attention on your new armored friend, and they're they're attacking at him. You have a few moments to yourself. Uh, rage and try to bust out of my chains. Okay, make a strength check. That is a 22. 22. So you go into your rage and start to, you know, just go a little bit nuts and you're starting to pull on them. They don't break, but you do feel a pin or something inside of it crack. You feel it loosen just a little bit. Um, very close. Um, but it's, you're, you're just, you're not quite there yet. The chain um, that connects you to the ground so it connects to a plate that's onto the stage, mm -hmm. and one of the one or one or two of the bolts on there shear off. You're still connected, but it's definitely you've. I mean, out of game. You've basically significantly improved your DC for next time. Okay, that's what it comes down to. Um, I want to try to start pulling on it as much as I can to move, if I can move any towards the executioner and my uh, dwarven buddy that's changing. Okay, so you kind of turn backwards and are now pulling at the chain as opposed mm -hmm. to pushing at it. Um, and you can feel it starting to loosen. You're just, you're, you didn't get right. very far. Okay. Okay. Um, at this point, the two shield guardians who are kind of flanking the stage, as I said, um, and they're on the, they're not on the stage, they're on the ground. They start to move around to back up soldiers. So they both kind of come around. So now as you're fixing the stage, you as your group, you see this line of dwarves, and then you see shield guardians kind of sitting behind and off to them. Now, these are not the big iron golems that, that jacked up right axe. These are, you know, the ones that are more, they're iron, but they're also kind of, you know, made of, of wood and some other parts. They're not the real nasty ones. There is one of those back behind the stage. Um, Meep. Yep. I'm going to aid Cronthud. So next time he makes a strength roll to push to the crowd, I'm following behind him and pushing him to help give him better advantage. Okay. All 
All right. Um, so you're pushing him off him. You are you, you're getting a pocket ride. I'm riding in a pocket. Okay. Excellent. Uh, that's not happening yet. The soldiers that are on the stage are going to attack uh, Red X's new friend. Oof. Okay. And you see him take a significant hit. He is not dead, but he takes a significant hit. Um, they catch him. So, like I say, all of his skin, it's like these ribbons of metal. Um, one of them manages to catch him kind of between ribbons, and you see blood start spurting out of his neck. Um, he's in bad shape. He's going down, but he's still with you. And... Didn't happen yet. The Iron Golem begins to shift. It is almost directly behind Brightax. Um, it begins to shift and move forward a little as though it's thinking about coming up the stairs, but it does not do anything as of yet. People around you start going nuts and rocks start getting fired off everywhere. Uh, they start hitting the dwarves that are in front of you guys. Uh, the dwarf shields take two steps forward, drop their shields again, and start to push the crowd back. So they're kind of pushing into those of you who are driving forward towards the stage now. Uh, roll Thor. Um, well, I'm still invisible. Is there a path at all for me to move forward to the stage where I'm not going to really be like behind and, or running into anybody? You can push right through behind Kronthud. Um You're going to have a hard time getting around him, but you can get, you know, at this point, the way he's moving, you've made it most of the way to the, uh, to, especially since they move forward, you've made it most of the way to the dwarves at this point. All right, so. That's going to have you about 25 feet from the lip of the stage. Uh, I don't think there's anything. So I'm close enough to the stage. I mean, would I be able to possibly cast a skull at the chain holding bright act? You four foot. Um, you could try. You'd be taking a, a shot at disadvantage just because you're going to have a hard time seeing it from where you are. Um, especially, actually, you know what? Because he's turned around with it and is pulling at it now. Now it's going to be a really difficult shot to make. Double secret disadvantage. Um, what if I just fireball the whole stage? Will I just melt the chains and he can get away? You can certainly Not try. Maybe sure the metal <laughs> would melt first. <laughs> um, okay, I am going to try, and I guess. I'm just going to hold my action until I can get to the stage and just keep following Crumfud and hope I can get up to the stage to figure out a way to free Bright Axe. Okay. So once I hit the stage, or once we get up on the stage, I'm going to cast like a, I'm thinking a magic missile at the chains to try and break the chains. Okay. All right. So, um, I, were you about to say something, Nick? You're, you're muted. Okay. All right. So, 
I'm sorry, what did you say you were going to do? You said you were going to just put yourself in position two? Who are you talking to? You, Rolthor. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hold my action and if You're I action, get up okay. on the stage, yeah, I'm going to, once I get on the stage and I can see, have a clear shot at the chains, I'm going to try and magic missile the chains to get them through. Okay, thank you. Sorry, my brain clicked off for a minute there. Okay, so um, as all of this is happening at once, large rocks start raining down on, it's just people being pissed, throwing, but they're throwing them at the dwarves, they're not throwing them at you guys. So there are crossbow bolts going into the crowd. There are rocks that are raining down on some of the dwarves, um, and they're starting to have to kind of put up some shields. Um, it's Things are getting a little bit crazy. The executioner gets pissed, and he turns around, and he he kind of flips Brightax's axe in the air a couple times and swings, and he goes, and he just wants to cleave. He's not tall enough to take off Brightax's head. He's going to try and just cleave right into his leg. He powerhouses this thing. It's it's just it's like Negan with the baseball bat on Glenn's Glenn's head, except it's to the back of his knee from where he is. Comes in, and the axe stops like a millimeter short of Bright Axe's the back of his knee, and his follow through actually pulls the axe out of his hand. The axe would not strike you, and it is back around to. Whoever was first, Crown Thud. I'm sorry, Croker. Croker okay. was first. Uh, how close am I now? You're getting pretty close. You're, you're. If you want to be, you're right up to the dwarves. Do they part way? They do not. They're not parting way for a human. Well, the 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 dwarf guard is right in front of me. Mm-hmm. That would be Alex. Mm-hmm. Did they part for him? They haven't yet. But it's not his turn yet either. We're out of turn. So if I'm right, in front, was, you're behind me. Yeah, I was following. Right. I was behind him. Okay. Oh, do you want do you want to hold until he takes his turn? He's next. Yeah. Okay. So Kranta, they start pushing back at you and start asking you questions about what unit you belong in. None of these guys recognize you. They want to know what unit you're with. Just get the hell out of the way. I'm here to help. You want me to do a deception roll? Deception or persuasion. I'll give you either one. Uh, They're the same. Okay. Ooh, 19. Okay. The one who appears to be a senior, like a sergeant or something, uh, looks at you and he goes, get upstairs and help them find the assholes who are shooting at these people. And he parts away with his shield and lets you pass through. It's up to you whether or not you pass. Now, passing means going up to the stage he's going to let you through the line yeah so there's about at that point there's about 15 feet between you and the edge of that pit right and then there's another couple of feet it's not much and then there's the stage platform but it's raised a good four feet you'd have to make either a decent athletics check to get up there or you can go around to the back and take the stairs up okay and what he's basically instructed you to do is Go around, go around, right, and go upstairs and start finding who's shooting the crossbow bolts. All right. So I start to, uh, I guess, I'm going to go forward. Okay. And go. Well, I guess I'm going to start walking, going, making my way around. But um, as I do, I'm going to cast spiritual weapon. Okay. On and. 
am I I'm within sixty feet of the executioner now? Oh, easily, yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast it so that it pops up right next to him. Okay. And I get a shot on him. I got a 17 to hit. Okay. Hang on. Let me find him here. Oh, yeah. 17 hits easy. Okay. Um, and I got a 10, 10 hit points. So this large uh, panther, glowing uh, panther, jumps up that like, comes out of nowhere on stage and just like starts to bite and tear at him for 10 points. <laughs> okay. All right. So shit is getting really crazy now. Okay. Yeah. All right. That happens. Um, Croker, we're back around. You've, you've held your action. The dwarf let him through and then pushed his shield right back in. He's not letting you in. So he's not letting me in. He's well, physically he's physically blocked your path. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one more thing. If because I didn't actually take my real action, spiritual weapons just my bonus. Okay. Do I notice that he go goes back into rank and file as soon as I walk by? Yeah. Oh yeah, you would. It was immediate. He barely stepped aside. It was more just like taking me. a half step aside and kind of pushing you through type thing. So I know that nobody else is getting through. The my other guys that are right behind me. That That's was our correct. plan. So. Can I turn around and try to get, smash the back of his head? Sure. I guess we'll start a riot right here, boys. This, this should be fun. Yeah, why not? We just lost somebody. Yeah, Who we just lost this? Nick. Oh. All right. Did he get killed? Tone Thanatos is coming out. Okay. I'm not getting ready to kill his character anyways. I got a I got a 19 two hits. 19 hits. Double-handed. Okay. That's going to be eight points of regular damage. And then I'm going to pump it with my channel divinity. No, not that one. If one of these things that lets me throw in a shoot. A spell slot. There we go. Divine Smite to smote him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw away a second level spell so I get 4d8 to attack. 3, 4. Oh. And a total of 19 more. Okay. So what was your, so it was 19 and 10? Yes. Okay. All right, um, so you turn, after having cast your panther up on the stage, you then turn, and you said you double-handed at him? Yes. You paste this guy's head. I mean, it just crushes, caves in his head, his helm, everything, and he falls to the side, and actually your follow-through hits the guy next to him. doesn't do any damage, but it, it kind of knocks him. It staggers him just a little bit. Um, you, you, you drop the one, dude. He is And dead. I yell, and I turn around as a dwarf, Wearing all the uniform, it says, Get back, all you Paylor scum! <laughs> okay. Um, and with your kill, by the way, he had 16 hit points total. So you get eight. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Brightaxe, you're on stage. Well, hold on. 
Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yes, I did skip you. Yeah. My bad. My bad. So uh, now there's a hole. Uh, there's there's a body on the ground, but yes, you can move through a, a bit of a hole there. Sure. So I uh, go through the hole, and what what is on the other side? Same thing. You've got about 10 feet between you and the edge of that pit. you got a couple of feet between there and the, the raised platform. It's about four feet up in the air. The top of it's about four feet up in the air. Can I make it up onto the platform? You can certainly try. Do we have to jump over the pit or that's the steps that go up to it? No, the steps are on the back side. You're at the front of the stage. The steps are at the back of the stage. How, how far is it to jump? It's not bad. It's, I mean, it's, it's an easy DC on the athletics check, but you do have to make an athletics check to get up there. Yeah, but if I don't, we fall all the way down. Correct. <laughs> How Correct. far down is it? <laughs> Are you taking the time to look? <laughs> well, we would have seen from the second floor. You we wouldn't have actually on it. the way it was. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I unleash Firebolt on the Executioner. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, go ahead and do so. Um, Sixteen. Okay, the hits. Ooh, holy cow. There's a lot of whooshing. Uh, Twelve points of damage. All right. So you see... You can see his back. I mean, he literally, it's its only because if this had been Cronthut or somebody else, they wouldn't have been able to see it. But because you're human, you're over normal height, you can see him. He had just finished taking that strike at Bright Axe. And actually, because it didn't, because it didn't connect, his follow-through, he still, he kind of staggered forward. And he stands up just in time. You see his bare back just in time to catch a firebolt from you. It just goes right into his back. It sears in there and just burns a, a nasty blistering hole in his back. He's still up, but he's hurt pretty badly. All right. Okay. Uh, that was a cantrip, so I have war magic. So now I can do a one-weapon attack. So I uh, swing my axe. Okay. To widen the hole. Okay. At the uh, guy that, uh, well, he hit. He hit one guy. You said he did damage, or he didn't do damage on. He the, didn't do damage. He just his. It was his follow through. He killed the one dude, and his follow through just knocked the other guy. Just staggered him a little. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, just a little sw- flavor. Swing on the next guy. Okay. Uh, that'd be a natural 20. Okay, that's a hit. Plus, and then uh, that, oh, I got to, how do I add dice to, I'll just roll it. Oh, you just click on it again. You keep clicking it. Oh, no, I got to add. So it is uh, 19 points of damage. 19 total points of damage? Okay. You uh, drop then, the guy, you drop wait. the guy next to him. You just cleave, you take your little hand axe, and you cleave it right between the joint where where the helm and the kind of neck piece would meet normally. Uh, you manage to find a seam, and you just bury that sucker. It cleaves right into his collarbone and through. You guys are making for a bad day for the guards. 
Okay. Um, now, Brad Axe, it is your turn. All right. Um, my goal is to try to get to the axe as quickly as possible. Okay. Well, um, So the axe has clattered down. So he took it, the strike, right at the back of your kneecap. When he followed through, he lost his grip. It is right behind you. The problem is not where the axe is. The problem is you're still chained to the floor in front of you. You can't get the leverage, or you wouldn't be able to, as you currently are, to get the leverage to turn around and pick it up. But it's right, right. next to you. Yeah. Um, I guess I will continue to try to rage break my chains and, and try to get the axe. Okay. So... Here we go. Uh, not as good that time. That's a. Uh, is this a check or a save or what are we doing here? It's a check, strength check. That's a whopping 11. 11. Okay. You feel the bolt's still loosening. You feel like the chain's about to go, um, but you're not quite, even though you've broken that pin on the inside on the shackles, they're, they're not budging anywhere, but you feel like that chain's about to go. Am I at least able to get the chain out of the floor that I was pulling on? That's it's still got move. one bolt on there. You you freed three of the four. It. You, it's pretty loose. You can move kind of side to side. You still can't quite get behind you. Okay, so then bonus action, I think. Let's see here. Bonus action, I've got... Nope, that's a full action. Um... If I teleport, do the chains teleport too? I don't know. Or do I drop out of those? I don't know. Okay. Um, I guess that's a... It doesn't specify that you drop things, but... Okay. Um, I think that's... Well, I guess I'm, I'm, I am raging still, so I guess I can try to get a deck save on the... Uh, the one guy, the, the executioner guy. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, what's he for, saving from? For my lightning aura. Oh, okay. Uh, bring that screen back up. This is probably not going to be great. Oh, no, I lied. It's a natural 20, so oh. he's all right. So he takes four points of lightning damage. Okay. All right. Which was half. Right. Okay. Um, he is actually, he's looking pretty rough. I didn't realize how rough he was. He's looking pretty rough, and that does not help him, but he's, um, he's still up. Okay. Um, that was Bright Axe. Um, the shield guardians are both going to start moving around, um, and they are actually the, the, the dwarven line that's in front of them, two of the dwarves on each side step back and the shield guardians step through. Um, they are actually headed into the crowd. So they're going to regulate basically is what it comes down to. Um, they are not necessarily there at this point for all of you guys who have not made it back behind the dwarves. They're flanking you, but they're still 20 feet off on either side. So they're not on top of you or anything like that, but they are now out and in play. Um, Meep, you're next. 
All right, nobody's hearing you. Beep, you're muted. Okay, so how far away am I again? Like about 50 feet? Are we still 60 feet? From what are we talking about? The From stage? Bri From Brideaxe? Yeah. So you're still on the front uh, of the Dwarven line. So you've got, I mean, you would have gotten right up there with the other guys. So you're right. pretty close to the Dwarves, but you're going to have trouble passing through. Once you're on the other side of them, like I say, it's 10 or 15 feet to the pit. They, they four feet up. Two guys, though, right? I'm sorry? They killed two guys, two dwarves, right? Yeah, he was right behind me. I, right. I went right behind Alex because Alex was clearing a pathway and tried to give him advantage in any way I could to get through, like okay. by helping push him and stuff. So if he cleared, knocked the guy down, could I slip around him and through the line? Uh, make a uh, either an athletics or a a. Well, I guess it'd be, yeah, a, athletics or a. Uh, uh, Dexterity check, either one. Dexterity or acrobatics? Either one. I don't care. Okay. 26. 26. Yeah, you make it through no problem. You kind of do, if you did acrobatics, you just do kind of a, a jump and you just you jump over them and roll. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now, can, can I use my dash and my, my uh, which is a bonus action and my normal movement? to get as close as I can. I just want to get within 30 feet of Bright Axe. You're, you I wouldn't know, even need to dash. You, if you get right up to the side of that pit, you're going to be roughly 30 feet of Bright Axe. Okay. I'm running up to the pit. I'm casting Reduce on Bright Axe. Okay. Which will shrink him so he can pull his hands out of the, out of the chain. Okay. But I'm saving my like reaction for the second he pulls his hands out of the change, I'm going to drop the spell so he goes back to his normal size. So let me look. You said reduce? Yes. It'll turn him into a small creature. Right. Which I would think would make his arms smaller than the shackles he's in. So he could pull them out, but then the minute he pulls them out, all he do is drop the spell. And he would shoot back to I believe okay. it's enlarge reduce if you're looking it up. Yeah, yeah I, I just it. found it. Um, okay. Okay, so the first question is Bright Axe, are you because you wouldn't necessarily know he's doing this, are you a willing creature or not? Um that's a good question. Would I be willing? Um would I even be aware that something was happening? Yeah, I mean, you're going you're gonna to feel a magic whammy coming on to you. It's just up to you as, as just a matter of reflex. Are you going to try and resist it, or are you going to go with it? Um, you, know, you know the guys are headed towards you. Would he see me run up to the stage? He, he would, like I just said, he, he would see, he knows the guys are headed toward him, but it's, I mean, it's kind of a reflex. It's up to you. Should I see if I can perceive him doing that? And then. Um, you can. You have your back to him, so you do it with disadvantage. But that's okay. fine if you want to try that. That's pretty damn good with disadvantage. I got a 21. Okay. So you, yeah, it's, I mean. So I. You, you could intuit. It's probably, I mean, he's close. It might be. Okay. Him. Then I will be willing. Okay. All right. So you're willing. So then you drop size. Um, 
by one category. So you go from a large creature to a medium creature um, or whatever that ends up looking like. I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still medium technically. Are you still medium? Okay. I'm on the large, I'm on the large side of medium. But. Large, you're a medium large. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Extra you drop, medium. <laughs> you drop to small um, and you are able to, you can, you can pull your hands out if you need to. No, oh, yeah. And so just you are going to be free. I would, my disguise would drop at that point because it's right. a concentration spell. So I'm right. So you've used, so you used movement. You've used an action to cast. Okay. And I'm right. just saving my, I guess you call it reaction for the second. Like when his arms are out, I just release the spell, and that okay. puts him back on the other side. So what you're going to have to do then is I need you to make a perception check with disadvantage because you're below the lip of the stage at this point. So I, I need to see if you can see him. So go ahead and make a make a perception check with disadvantage. Well, I may not be able to cast it then. Okay. You saw him when he was big, he was. but now he's small. That's exactly right. <laughs> so now you can't see him. My highest one is at 12. Okay. So you don't know. It's six okay. of one, half does the other. You don't know if he's free of it yet or not. All right. Cool. Are you gonna are you gonna drop it or are you gonna let him go for a round? I don't know. Like, like when he drops out of my sight, can I just grab the stage and pop up to look, or do I have to wait an action? You gotta jump across the ditch. Yeah, you've already you've already taken a yeah. There's a ditch there. It will be another athletics check. You can't have two of those in the same turn. Well, I mean, I so just leave him leave him small. Yeah, I'll leave him small. I if I can't okay. see him, I just have to, otherwise I've wasted it. Okay. All right. So bright axe, you just went whoop and shrank a little bit and took a look around you and went, wait, what? And then the, the shackles just kind of clack off onto the ground. You are hey. otherwise good to go. Fun. So Okay, that was me. Awesome. So uh to add uh, well, I drop my uh, my ratness. I, I, I crawl <laughs> okay. out of I crawl out of Alex's pocket, Alex's pocket, and I drop my uh, uh, ratness, and I uh, call out "Fairy Apparati Animal," and I summon. Uh, Please be a bunch of gorillas. Please be a bunch of gorillas. <laughs> I just want to add to. Uh, I, I'm going to summon eight boars. Oh Jesus! Okay, just to add to the pandemonium. And you're summoning them where? Um, everywhere. I, yeah, it's it's they fill they fill open spaces around me. So, I, I mean, any place where I can see that there's not a person standing, okay. the first eight spaces. I just because I, I don't care about controlling them in one space and using them to attack anyone in, in particular. I just want again to add to the pandemonium. So that we can get him the hell out mission, of there. Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay. Um, These eight boars spring into existence. He does his little magic whammy. So wait, you dropped a spell. Uh, that's a third level. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Fifth level. Fifth level conjure animals. So when you're, when you go from animal, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I don't care. It's a bonus action to, okay. to drop it. It's a bonus. It is a bonus action. Okay. Yep. So you, Bonus action that you cast, you have movement if you'd like it. That's all you've got left. Um, I'm going to 
try to you're between the dwarves and the in the pit stage thing right now you're back with Kronthud and meep right now and me and you yeah yes, if there's you. if there's any way that i can get closer to the stage because i'm tall that i can that i can get bright axe's attention to get him to lead our way okay so you're tall enough you can see over the stage right now um but bright x still has his back to you but you notice he went whoop yeah. And shrank down. So that's kind of where he is. He's like, hey, little buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. and, I, and I don't have enough to movement to get to him, do I? I can't like hop the stage or anything. You can try. Again, there's a pit. You've got plenty of movement. The oh, there's a pit. There's a pit. There's a pit. There's a bottomless pit around yeah. the stage. Mm. Is there anything around I could throw? Is there anything on the ground, a rock, uh, anything? Uh, there's probably plenty of rocks, yeah. Well, I already cast the spell as my action. I can't throw a rock, yeah, can I? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Okay. I, so, I, it's loud, but I try to yell at him. I don't know. Okay. I, I scream bright axe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, at this point, the soldiers who are on the stage, they see kind of the minor slaughter that just happened right below them with the uh, two guards who have died, the boars who have just gone all over the place and because the boars came into existence behind the guards i'm assuming you told them to attack like what did you what was your intention behind summoning them just run through the crowd okay so they run through those guys who had locked shields and so it just it just puts some ass over tea kettle right so it doesn't hurt anybody but four or five of them go down and then the crowd surges um kind of into that and they start just beating on these guys the rest of the dwarves in this line are starting to push back. They start pulling out batons and start whipping at people and just starting to hit them. It's going crazy really close to you guys. Um, none of you are in what I would call immediate danger, but you don't want to stick around. Um, the soldiers that are on the stage turn, and they see Bright Axe shrink down, and they see the chaos that's going on. Um, and they are going to... Well, they're going to attempt to finish the job on, on Armored Boy. No. Hit. That's probably going to do it. Yes, Armored Boy goes down. So, Bright Axe, you see your new best friend. Um, oh, just go down. You see your new best friend. He takes a dive. Uh, he just, he, again, takes a, a solid hit. This one's with a war hammer, and it just kind of implodes his sternum just a little bit, and he just drops backwards. Um, he is done, but they've, all these soldiers took their actions against him because he was uh, amazing with his armor class. Um, the iron gun, wait, where am I? There I that hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. Okay. Yeah, the Iron Golem um, walks up the stairs onto the stage. And it is going to... Aren't they out in the crowd? No, those were the Shield Guardians. Oh. Um, it is going to release its poison breath. Uh, 
which is actually bright axe you're really lucky you're off to its right and because it's firing um conically toward the group that's below the stage you're actually not in the path of it um i need croaker you're off to the side you're not going to make it um i mean you're not going to get hit by it excuse me uh crontud meep and Awesome. I need you guys to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, it was almost a 15. Eight. But then it rolled to a seven. Okay. Meep. You're muted, Meep. Meep. I don't have. Sorry, I don't have the Zoom screen up. I'm looking at the D and D behind the screen. Fresh space bar, me. I got a. Um, what's a B? Is the B a natural twenty? Yes. Twenty-one. Okay. Okay, the two of you who failed um, take 49 points of poison damage. And Meep, you take half of that. You're going to take 20, will that be 24 points of poison damage? So this thing just unloads at the bottom of the screen, the other, or the bottom of the stage, rather. The other thing you see is many of the dwarves who are down there do the exact same thing. They just keel over a couple of them. I mean, they're just outright dead. And the cloud, the cloud is going out into the, into the crowd. The cloud is going into the crowd. I'll get that right one of these days. Um, and there are a lot of people who go down at this point. Did you say you're oh. down, Otham? So I was just going to say, Otham, I'll save you. But I was only kidding. But you really are down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So yeah, Otham goes down. I had 41 10 hit points. I had 41 hit points left. So, <laughs> so you took how I, many points of damage? I took 49. He took 49. GM was that that was just uh poison damage not I'm not poisoned. Uh let me reiterate it but I don't think so. Uh each okay. creature moves 45 poison damage half is it. Yeah, that's just just poison damage you are not poisoned. Thank you. That is correct. All right. He's dead. If I use uncanny if I use uncanny dodge does that take it to nothing? Uh, no, but it halves it again, so you take it to 12 points. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. So use Uncanny Dodge as your reaction, correct? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, next up. Okay. Um, things are – there is massive chaos happening around you. There are boars loose. There's a big poison cloud. Um the crowd has kind of turned and circled and started to push out the doors to the back. But of course they've been locked and barred already. So you're seeing people starting to get trampled. Um, the boards are gone, by the way, that was concentration. So oh, they okay. disappeared when I went so, down. So the, the boards have disappeared. You see a lot of people prone. Read this. Prone and hurt, but none of you were behind them in the direction that they're going. So all of you, none of you take any kind of trampling charge or anything like that. So you're pretty good in that regard. 
um, from the sides. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, from the sides of, so the flanks of both of you guys uh, at the ends of the line, um, you see the dwarves, um, they lob something into the middle of the crowd, um, and there's a huge blast. It's not an explosion per se, but it's just a deafening sound um, that goes off. You guys, from where you are, you guys are fine from where you are, but you see a lot of people who are like covering their ears, um, have tears kind of coming from their eyes, like it affected them. You realize you don't want to be close to the, one of those things if they go off again. In what, what um, direction did you say? That was toward the people who were trying to push out the doors. Basically, we've got a, a stampede and trample situation. And the dwarves, the ones who you guys haven't taken down, had mostly been moving that way. But now that you guys are behind them, some of them are starting to peel back and take a look at you guys. But you've still got probably, you're probably six, eight feet from the nearest dwarf who, who would even be attempting to get near you. Um. Brightax, the captain who is on the stage, he is going to turn at you. The soldiers took their turn. He is going to... He's just going to attack you with his... Uh, he's got a, a spear with him. That's kind of a shortened spear. Uh, he's going to go ahead and attack you with that. And you are unarmored. Um, however, it doesn't matter because both my rolls suck. I got a... Oh, it might matter, actually. I got a 13 and then an 11. I'm sure the 11 doesn't hit. Does the 13 hit? Neither one of them will hit because I'm normally unarmored. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, ducky for you, I guess. <laughs> All right. So you manage. He, he kind of takes. He's got um, what's basically, it's almost like half a spear. If you were to wield it, it would be like a half spear, like almost like a, like a shortened pike. And he tries to jab it at you twice, and you're able to just kind of duck out of the way, realizing you're kind of little, kind of lied right now. This is, this is going to work for you um, for at least a minute. Okay. Um, roll Thor. You're muted, Rolthor. All right. So, <clears throat> you don't have a map of where everybody is because I've kind of lost track of where so, everybody's moving and how where. You are actually in front of the line. So, there's the stage, there's mm -hmm. most of the group, and then there's the line of dwarves that they have managed to break. It's a broken line. And you're a few feet out in front of them, okay, in front of those dwarves opposite the, uh, moving away from the stage so you're you're still very close to those guys you're just on the opposite side of the dwarven line okay um how many people do you want to include in your fireball this time <laughs> well that's what i'm trying to figure out if there's a good spot to put it i'm just having a hard time visualizing so there is if you're looking to just cause damage there is a phalanx of dwarves that if you're if you're facing the stage, probably seven-ish feet uh, forward and left of you, there's a dwarf. Forward and right of you, there's a dwarf. And there's a line of them that basically goes almost to the ends of the room. So you could toss, you could lob on either side and cause significant damage without any worry to your own guys. If you're looking to cause specific damage to a specific area, that's going to be a little different. What about those big uh, sentry um, things? Aren't they heading towards us? The shield guardians had started moving. They were 
they were moving to your flanks, but they were headed toward the door. They were trying to do crowd control. They weren't an, a problem for you guys before you broke the line. They haven't gone since you broke the line. All right. I'm just going to lob a fireball down that way and just start trying to cause as much chaos and havoc as I can over that direction. Down which direction? So right or left? The left. Okay. Left. Okay, so this is going to land from where you are, probably roughly between the main stage and the auction stage. Does that sound good for you? Sure, that'll work. Okay. All right, and these guys have to do. That's a uh, deck save, have right? To do a deck save, yeah. Okay, so where did my riot go? There it is. Okay. Uh, 14. That does not save. Does not save. Okay. What's your damage? Mm. <laughs> 25. 25. That sounds low for you. Would you roll all ones? <laughs> I rolled four, four ones. All right. So you, you lob a fireball over there. The explosion goes off. Um, two dwarves are thrown. They're just, they're basically, they're not blown into pieces necessarily, but they're blown up in the air and they're, they're just kind of, their limbs are just loosey goosey. They're kind of flying everywhere. They land um, two others. They're, they're immediate two next to them are severely charred and burned. And then the two, Next to them are damaged pretty badly. So you you cause a significant amount of damage to about a half dozen dwarves. Two were completely dead. All two right. were really wounded. Two were kind of, they're feeling it. Uh, you've also created another hole in the line that is between the stage and, um, and the auction. And the shield guardian who is closest to that um, has turned toward the explosion and seems to be investigating the cause of it. So it has its back to you. It's looking toward toward the hole. It's got its back to you. Okay. Uh, we are back to Z top. Croker. You are between the dwarven line and the stage, just stage left of the other the other guys in your group. Just a tiny bit stage left. Who else is left on the stage? At this point, it's Bright Axe, it's that captain, and a couple of soldiers. How long would it take me to run around to the stairs? Um, what's your movement? 30. You can probably, you can get to about where you are on the opposite side of the stage, but you can't quite make the stairs this round if you dash. If I dash. Um, no, you know what? Is anybody on the stage reacting besides the executioner? Yeah, I mean, the the one who was the captain just took shots at Bright Axe and missed. The soldiers just killed the armored guy. Um, and the, the executioner, you guys killed the executioner, right? Did he go down? Yeah, the dwarven executioner just died. Okay. So they're kind of in their own little world. They're not really paying attention to you guys on the ground. 
All right. So now, then... you, you can hop. It's not that far of a hop, especially for a human. It's only four foot up and two foot ahead of you. It's not that. Oh, okay. It's it's not that tough of a jump for you. It might be for me, but it's not for you. All right. However, uh, Otham is down, correct? That's correct. Is uh, is Cronthud near him, notices that he's down? Is Cronthud moving in a direction that would heal him? Cronthud is close enough that he would know that Otham is down. I can't speak for Cronthud's actions. I so, just I just bashed the guy. That was the last thing I did. Yeah. So I'm still facing the you guys. Brian, for some reason we can't hear you anymore. Something is wrong with your cord. <clears throat> that okay. damn Yankee shirt is messing things up. One, two, three, four. Check, yep, check. There you go. I didn't do anything. Uh, so uh, I'm going to reach. Oh, my internet connection is unstable. Uh, I'm going oh. to reach in to get a potion of healing, Kronthud. So I give Otham a potion of healing. Okay. So you you got to move mm, not quite 10 feet to get to Otham, and you feed him your potion of healing. Go ahead and roll the healing for him, please. Oh, I roll it? You roll it. He takes it. All right. I don't know how to roll dice on this thing if I can't push a button. How do you select what you roll? You click on the little buttons on the side, the little dice in the bottom corner. Oh. Yeah, yeah, down the corner. And then you click the number of fours you need. Uh, I need one. Then you roll it. Two, three, four. Oh, well, that's a lot easier. Right. When you do uh, it right. Plus that is 15. Okay, so awesome. You take 15 points of healing. Uh, Croker, you've used approximately a third of your movement, and you've used your action. So you have two-thirds of your movement. you get got about 20 feet of movement, and you've got a bonus action if you'd like it. All right, so I uh, then I just leap up onto the stage. Okay. Um, make it just a quick dex check for me or athletics check, whichever's best for you. I don't care. Uh, dex? Oh, yeah. 23. 23 you hop up there you literally you don't even have to like to like lever yourself up you literally just curdle yourself up there and now you have a bonus action if you'd like it uh i'll just recall my axes and prepare okay, okay. so you are now on the stage you are uh in relation to bright axe you're you're right behind bright axe you're right to the right of that giant iron golem and oh, uh, I didn't know there Crunton. was an iron golem up there. Yeah, well, now you do. Up there. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the killing fields. All right, Kronthud. I am going to start by turning around and laying hands on Otham. Okay. I'm going to give him twenty more hit points. Okay. From wow, my they like you. From my pool. Okay. Um, and is that a, is that an action or a bonus action? That is an action. Okay, so you've got um, you had to move about five feet, so you've got twenty more feet of movement, and you've got a bonus action. Okay. Uh, well, my my panther is still sitting up on the 
on there. Indeed so, it is, your big purple panther. Yes, I'm going to have it attack the, which one looks like it's probably the captain, right? Because he's engaged with uh, Bright Axe. The captain is engaged with Bright Axe, yes. You would have a hard time seeing that, but you can, I mean. You, well, I'm further away now from the stage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay, I'll <laughs> give it to you. There's that, or there's that big-ass iron golem up there, too. Right. Well, I guess the, the, the iron golem looks like it's even more of a threat, really. Ultimately, you just poison the shit out of all of you. So yeah, well, that's, that is true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good call. Okay. Well, I'll attack it then. Okay. Um, let's see. I rolled a oh, just a fifteen. Fifteen misses. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, this thing's mean as shit. And and how far did I have to go? You said five feet to get. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. If you're if your normal movement's twenty five, you've got twenty feet left. Can I make a run and jump for the stage? Uh, make a dex check or athletics, whichever one is best for you. <laughs> athletics. Sixteen. You're gonna just make it. You manage Ooh. to. Yeah, you do a little uh, parkour garbage. <laughs> And you, yeah, you do. Your your back heel kind of slips on it. You almost go down into the pit, but but you wind up being good. You just make it. All right. So you're going to be, and in relation to, so you're literally right next to Croker. Like you land, like you almost have to grab his ankle to pull yourself up. Um, but you're right next to him to his right. To his left and forward is that giant golem. And right in front of you guys both is Bright Axe, who is significantly smaller than the last time you met. Oh. Hey, little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of tousle his horns. All right. Let's do it, boys. Bright Axe, it is your turn. You are on any strength. Hang on. Make sure I got the effects of this right. Disadvantage on strength checks and yep. saves. You have already which means this. if I'm raging, I'm an, a push. Yep. Um, I'm going to turn and pick up my axe. Okay. Simple enough. And swing at the captain. Okay. Couple times. Okay. Uh, Bright Axe, you have a minus D4 to damage because when you pick up the axe, it shrinks to your size. Sorry. Yeah, it happens. It'll be done after this turn. He, he gets to smack things. He's happy. Um, let's see here. That's a. Oh, where'd it go? Finding things on my sheet again. That's a 21 to hit and a 23 to hit. Both hit. Okay, and that is uh, 10 plus 16 is 26 points of damage. Okay. And that's taking into account my shrunkenness and all that kind of stuff. Um, where am I in relation to this golem? Is he like in melee range with me? He absolutely – you are right next to him. So he is facing out at the others. He doesn't even – like, you're not even in his peripheral vision. You are immediately to his – you are at each other's lefts, basically. You're his his left. Um, and, I mean, you're right there. A bonus action. Misty stepped to my shit. Okay. And go get my gear. 
How far is Misty Step? 30 feet. 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay. You don't quite make it there. You are going to make it. As close as I can get. Yeah. You are. Poof. You make it about halfway. Okay. You are very near the shield guardian who is looking at the hole that Rolthor just blew open. Um, from from where you landed near him, I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, you wouldn't have just gone into his vision. You're, you're kind of back. You're close to him, but you're behind him, so he can't quite see you. Okay. I thought stuff was on the stage and the shield gardens were out on the audience. This is this is a separate stage. So they are, but it's, okay. there's, two, there's two stages. So you are Aha. between the stage. You're between – so you were on the big executioner's platform. Right. There's another stage where they were just auctioning shit. You're, okay. you're almost dead between the two right now, but you're behind the shield guardian, so you can't see. Okay. You. So my bonus action was to do that, and then I'm going to try to use as much movement as I can. Okay. Skirting around them. Um, skirting around them so that I don't get into melee range and, and draw his attention. Okay. Um, so I've got another 40 feet to get over there. Oh, you are very close to this day. You're, you're probably... Uh, you'll easily be able to hop onto it your next turn. You're you're okay. right next to the thing. Okay. Okay. Um, now is the shield guardians. So the one that was investigating is going to step forward into the hole, and it's going to kind of about face and turn down to kind of seal the breach where Rolthor made the big hole. And then, well, it's going to hold there for a second. It's going to hold the remainder of its movement. The one that was on the other side, the one that was staged right, um, is continuing to march into the crowd. And it's just it's just kind of whacking people back and forth. It's just knocking people out of the way. Um, these things are not reacting very well to what's going on in here. Uh, but you're relatively safe from both of them right now. Uh, Meep, it's to you. All right, I'm going to drop the spell at this point. It's been a full turn. I figure if he hasn't gotten out, then is bad. Okay. Um, you have, for the record, you have no clue where he is. You don't realize he's jumped. Um, but your thinking's right on. You're just like, all right, fuck him. It's his turn now. <laughs> right. He's got to be gone at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm going to grab my um, a ball of, of steel from inside my pouch and okay. drop it in the ground and my centipede steel defender comes to life. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to pull out a pistol and take a shot at one of the iron golems. Because he's closest, he's on stage, right? So the iron, yeah, there's only one iron golem. There's two shield guardians, there's one iron golem. The iron golem is above you on stage. I didn't hear that. Who's closest to me, a shield guardian or uh, an iron golem? The golem, he's right above you. Yeah, I'm going to just turn and fire. Okay. Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Okay, now, is that considered a sneak attack because the guys are next to it or not? Uh, Bright Axe jumped away. Croker's the closest. Ah. All right, whatever, I mean. Yeah, I don't think, because I don't think, Croker, you wouldn't have jumped in right on top of this guy, right? Like, you were surprised he was there, but I don't think you would have jumped in right on top of him. Or would you? Well, Alex is up there. Kronta's not up there, though, close enough to him either, is he? Kronthud's on the other side of Kroger. Kroker's definitely the closest to him. I just don't okay. think he would have jumped within 10 right. feet of him. Uh, that's going to be for nine points of damage. Okay. And that is magically imbued, so. Okay. If that makes a difference. 
Um, it actually it might. Now that you say that. And then for my movement, how far away are the shield guardians from me? The shield guardians at this point they've moved into the crowd. You don't have to. From where you are now, they're not a concern. They're not a threat to you. Is anybody around me threatening? Is the main question I have. So you are still below the stage. You are behind these dwarves who they're starting to recover from the right. boars and the kills and the other stuff. So they're starting to recover, but you feel you feel like you've got time to take a breath, if that makes okay. sense to you. I'll take a breath and assess where I'm at next round. And okay. just, just looking, I have to jump over this pit to get to the stage, right? It's just that, yeah, it's an athletics check. It's a little higher DC for you than it was for Croker, but you're, right. you know, it's yeah, just a quick jump. I don't know where I was at with that. Yep. Okay, cool. Done. All right. Um, that comes to Awesome. So, how far away from the golem am I? Well, wait, is the golem a threat to anybody in, in my crew? We're, it seems like we're all running away from it. The golem is definitely, if it, if it recharges its poison breath, you guys are screwed. You're still, um, you and Meep are still right down in front of it. Croker and Kronthut are both up on the platform with it. Is, um, is it, is it, I, I'm sure I saw Bright Axe go for uh, the, the auction stage. He actually, because he misty stepped, you did not. Oh, I didn't. He just disappeared. Correct. Yeah. He just he just kind of ah, okay. faded out, and where he appeared, you would have been you would not have been paying attention over there. All right, then I think um, uh, in my mind, I think we've got to take down that golem before it spews again. So first, I try to make the you no. Know, first, I cast uh, heat metal okay. at uh, sixth level. Oh, oh uh, okay. nice! Yeah, I go. I go. Shalur metallic. Um. And it says any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage. Okay. What does it say about constructs? Uh, I'm probably just going to give the 2d8 fire damage. I just yeah. want to make sure that it doesn't. Uh, if the creature is holding or wearing the object <clears> and <throat> takes damage from it, the creature must succeed on a con saving throw or drop the object if it can. If it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Okay, and but it doesn't say anything about constructs. Uh, and I'm sorry, what what type of damage is? It? Is it fire damage? It's fire damage. It's heat okay. metal. Up. All right, you see its chest plate get a little bit of red. You see it it, it appears to take absolutely no damage. Oh. All right, then uh, I try to jump up on the stage also, and you said that's a dex. Uh, dex or athletics, whichever's best for you. You're muted. You're muted. There you go. I there am you. complaining about my eye burning. That's a 20, uh, 17 with plus three decks. Yeah, you get up there, no problem. In fact, you rolled high enough, so there's the golem, who was about 10 feet from the lip of this thing. There's Croker, who is on the lip of this thing. There's Kronthud, who is on the lip of this thing. And you can pretty much land... I mean, 
you can land to the right of Croker. You can even make it, it further in if you want to. Kind of tell me where you want to position yourself. Uh, I kind of want to be far away from that golem. Okay. <laughs> Since All right. I'm, I mean, I got majority of my hit points back, but I still okay. If he if he spews again, I'm gone again. Okay. So you hop up on the stage. You get a little bit ahead of of Cronpud, but you're further to the right. So you are about as far stage right as you can get on the stage, um, and you're you're at its flank, basically, its right flank. Okay. Um, that guy is dead. Oh, whoops. Um, there are two soldiers that are up there kind of close to you, Otham. Uh, these are the ones that had just cut down the the armored guy. They had turned to go after Brightaxe, and when Brightaxe missed it on them, they just they kind of stood still shocked, and then they turn. Uh, one is going to take a slice at you, and one is going to take a slice at Croker. He is. Uh... That's not great. Um, pop up there. Uh, 15 is my better shot on you, Otham. Oh, that misses. Misses, okay. And then Croker, that's going to be an 18 on you. Yeah, that hits. That hits, okay. So that's going to be... I rolled a one. Uh, three points of damage. Uh, uh, slashing damage. Hey, quick question. I, I know it didn't have damage as far as heating him up, but it says if he can't throw down the object, which he can't because he's made out of it, he has to do a con saving roll. Is that discounted as well? Since He's getting immunity to fire. Okay, gotcha. Fair enough. Yep. Okay. Um, man, I stacked a lot of people in here. Sorry, guys. Um, you hear the Lightbringers screaming... And then you hear, strangely, above you, you hear some screaming as well. And Cronthud, why don't you make a perception check for me as you look up? So as you're climbing up the lip of this thing, you kind of look up and you hear screaming. Uh, I got a 22. 22. You see about two levels above you, and they were fairly well hidden. You just got a great roll. Um, you see what you recognize as the signature of a dimension door opens up, and um, an algorithm or two step out oh, and start just ripping into um, what appear to you to be drow. Uh, I was like, well, maybe they're on our side, but... The the drow were they caused a diversion by killing innocent people, so they're not they're not so much. So you just notice them above you. Um, they are of no threat to you at this point. Um, who just went? That was Otham that just went. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And then the soldiers went. Okay, so we are to the golem. It is going to well let's see if it recharges first. It is going to without moving, its torso just rotates. 
Um, that blunted thing on the fist just pistons out, and it's going to hit Croker. It's going to attempt to hit Croker um, with two attacks. So that is a oh, that's not great. You might be in line. Oh no. A seventeen. Does that hit? Hit. Okay, then they both hit because it's a seventeen and a twenty-two. Um, that's gonna be. First hit is 5, 10, 13, 20 points of bludgeoning. Oof. Second hit is 15, 22 points of bludgeoning. So it just kind of turns to you. It, it just rotates its body without even moving its feet. It brings its, its, its fist up, and the thing, without even pulling back, it just pistons out and boom, boom, two right in just to the chest cavity. Um, and then it is going to, that was its action. Nope. That's all it's going to do. It's not going to move. Okay. Um, next up, you see the crowd who is now pinned against the door. They start to turn and swarm. And the dwarves that are in the line start moving forward. So the two bigger forces are coming together. You just happen to be behind them right now. Um, and they're starting to clash. Uh, there are clubs. There are rocks being thrown. Uh, a couple of Molotov cocktails fly by um, and hit and, st and start some of the armored dwarves on fire. And it's just continued chaos that is breaking loose. Um, Bright Axe, you're probably the closest to all of that action. Um, but because you're right next to the stage, you've got a modicum of space around you. Uh, but the dwarves, as they start pushing forward, um, they're going to start pushing into you probably in another round or two. Um, the captain is looking around madly for Bright Axe and does not see him. Uh, so he goes running to the edge, the outer edge of the stage, and is just looking for you. Uh, but he doesn't quite catch, you don't quite catch his eye. Uh, Rolthor, you're next. All right. <clears throat> the guy that uh, Awesome hit with his metal, can I see him okay where I'd be able to hit him with a lightning bolt possibly? Yeah, that's the big golem. golem. That's the thing that almost killed you and, and did take out Bright Axe right. that game. Yeah. I'm going to try and hit that with a lightning bolt. Okay. I'm going to cast that at level four. And we'll just see what happens. Okay. So I'm making a deck save, is that right? Or are you making yeah. an attack? Okay. No, it's a deck save. Okay. Uh, I rolled a two, so that's a one. I'm going to guess that's a fail. Failed. Yep. Yeah, and that would be 30 points of damage. Okay, so you light up old Sparky there. Okay, so you hit him with the lightning and lightning just starts crackling all about his joints and, and it kind of it hits his eyes uh you see him light up he turns a little bit blue um it did damage to him he's still he's still pretty hardy looking uh but it definitely damaged him um would it you like, like to take it did more movement? damage than the 
No, I'm good where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, it definitely did. The fireball did I mean, I can no tell damage. Okay. That's the, and you and you remember from the last time because you engaged this guy and you hit him with a fire or with a lightning bolt last time. It did damage him. Um, he just you know he's a stack of hit points that's immune to a bunch of shit. So okay, um, yeah, okay. You also notice as the dwarves are moving forward, um, they are pushing sort of closer to you. They're not there yet, but they're pushing closer to you. Okay, uh, that was Roll Thor. Who's next? Those guys are done. Croker, you're up. Okay, you are so on the stage immediately to the right of the golem. Now, what else is around the golem? Uh, there are two soldiers next to it right now. Two dwarven soldiers. All right, so I will cast Shatter. Okay. Behind them. It creates a 10-foot uh, radius sphere at a point of my choice. Okay. All those within must make a con save or take 3d8 thunder damage. Failed takes half. Any creature made of inorganic material such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage. Okay. Also, any non-magical object that is... Uh, oh, okay. So, let's see where these soldiers... All right. And I'm sorry, you said that's a con save? Is that what you said? Con save, yep. 15. Okay. So, the soldiers... One makes it, one fails. And the golem, I think, has advantage, which is going to make it a straight roll, but let me double-check that. Yes, he does. So it's a straight roll for him. He rolled a nine. So he's going to take full damage. So one of the soldiers takes full damage. The golem takes full damage, and one of the soldiers takes half damage. All right. So 20, 8, 8, and 4. Okay. So that's 20, 20, 20 damage for him. Uh, the one soldier that took full damage dies. Uh, the other one is pretty messed up. Let me find those guys so I can kill them properly here. Okay, and I think I got his damage. Okay. I did. All right. So um, you cast Shatter and immediately kill one of the guards. The other one uh, is looking really worse for wear. He's about to go down. Um, the Iron Golem still looks pretty tough, um, but he is is you know he's still standing. But you you definitely did more damage to him than uh, than certainly Matt's attack earlier. And then I jump back because I do not want to be within reach of this thing. Okay. You were not within... Oh, wait. You Hang on. You might have been within melee of him. Well, I don't know how he hit me. I was... Yeah, you were within melee with him. Yeah, because he's 10. Okay. So, um, all right. You're going to jump back. Well, I'm going to move across the... Does he get an opportunity of attack? Yeah, I'm deciding whether or not I want to take it or not. Good night, Daddy. Good night. He's going to hold off. He's not going to take his opportunity of attack on you. So where, which way are you moving then? Um, I've 
I don't have a mental map in my head. Okay, so you're against the edge of this platform right now. So if you go okay. backwards, you're going back down the forefoot, back to where you guys were behind that dwarven line. You can shift right around Crown Thud and get out of its range. That'll take you to stage right. Or you can go left, all the way left. Um, it'll take you kind of past his, his the front of him, but it'll also take you toward that captain that's looking for Bright Axe. And what's, who's to the right? Nobody? Kronthus to the right. He is immediately to the right of you, and then Offim is to the right of him. What if I went straight? You can do that. You'd be up in the, the one soldier who you almost just killed. You'd be right up in his grill uh, and standing on the other soldier that you just killed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go right. Uh, I, I need to put some distance between me and that thing because okay. he did some damage. So are you going between Kronthed and Otham, or are you going all the way to the other side of Otham? Uh, I'll go to the other side. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Okay. And... Stop it. Okay. Kronthed, your turn. I am going to go after the Iron Golem in front of me. Okay. So you're probably, mm, we're going to call it 15 feet. You're probably closer to 12 feet. You're just out That's of its melee range. Yeah. I'm going in. Okay. Oh, you're Tor going in, in. Okay. I'm going in. I got to smash him with my Tontanato. Okay. I'm going to go up and uh, one-handed, I'm going to smash at him. Wait. Okay. To, to activate my spell, do I have to do two-handed? I think it was two-handed. I think he had to do two-handed. Okay. So I'm going to go in two-handed then. Okay. okay. Slam into him. And hopefully I hit him with his max. Oh, yeah, baby. 26. I think that 26 hits. hits. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So let me add up. I'm going to uh, Divine Smite and burn one of my fourth-level spells. So I get 5d8. And then I'm also going to spend my spell on him. Okay. And so the, the stored spell, I don't remember. Did we agree? Because I already hit him, it counts? Or do I have to roll again to try to hit him for the spell? No, it counts. You get the benefit of it. Okay. All right. Let me add up some score here. That's why it's such a badass attack. Yes. Agreed. Okay. And I keep thinking you guys are flushing something when I hear those dice roll. Nope, no flushing. <laughs> I keep thinking of the toilet, too. That's it's I'm, really loud, isn't it? It's, it's practicing <laughs> it bladder control. Really totally practicing Wait, bladder control. Ready? And go away. Nope. Okay, fine. All right. The total is up oh, there. It was uh, <laughs> sixty-two damage. Jeez. Ouch! <laughs> and what type of damage is that? All right. Um, do you know? Need to know specifics? Let's see. Ten of it was just my regular damage. Okay. Strength damage. Um, inflict wounds was the spell. So that's necrotic. That's fifth. 15 
and the divine smite is uh, radiant damage. Okay, That's yeah, thirty-seven. You, um, yeah, you did full damage. So you hit him hard. Um, you, and in fact, you hit him. So you're a little low. Uh, obviously, as as far as he's concerned, you know, as as far as your your stature compared to his, um, you come in and just swing for the fences and hit him in in the hip, kind of, and it just throws that entire gyro, that entire kind of mounting off, and he just kind of wobbles for a second. It has to put his arm down and kind of study himself in a tripod, and then he pops back up. Um, but yeah, you did some you did some legitimate damage to him there. Nice job. And then. As a bonus, I'm going to use my panther. Okay. To attack him. Watch him miss. Oh, yep. <laughs> I got an 11. <laughs> yeah, miss. <laughs> it comes That's up and like purrs next to me and wants to be pet. <laughs> Just like a cat. It doesn't want to do what it's told. <laughs> right. All right. Go ahead. It just sticks okay. its tails, uh, tail up and shows you its butthole. Yes. That's right. That's Look exactly at my asterisks. <laughs> All right, Bright Axe, you are right next to the stage that all your shit is on. At this point, the auctioneer and all the people around it have abandoned ship. They are all, they've just moved. There's, there's shit laying everywhere. Okay. I'm going to grab my shit. Okay. First thing I'm doing as I reach for my shit is going to be take my, uh, reach in and grab my greater healing. Okay. Because, yeah, ow. All right, so because so you did not have a bag of holding, right? You just had a regular. Yeah, am I thinking correctly? Okay, so yeah, yeah you would have you would have been able to grab at it easily enough. I mean, the stuff is just there. Yeah. So nice. That's thirteen points of healing. Okay. Um. So we typically do. Um, uh, healing potions when you're taking it for yourself that's your bonus action mm -hmm. and I'm going to say just for you to grab all your shit and kind of pull it together and you know just fling it over your shoulder or whatever you're doing mm -hmm. real quickly we're going to count that as your action no problem um, yeah so but you're now, in much better shape now <laughs> what's what do I see around at the moment so as you kind of grab your stuff and turn to face everybody you're kind of looking out onto the entire square but you're looking at it from kind of the left side right you see absolute chaos going on in the crowd. Um, you see the dwarves who are armored are now, they're tossing something in there that basically is, it's basically tear gas. It's, it's the stinking cloud spell that's kind of animated in something. Uh, but it's basically tear gas. People are, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to shift them out the door that is opposite of you, right? So they're trying to control the crowd and channel them that way. So behind you, you notice the doors have closed. So the doors from the original way the group walked in, the doors on the left side of the box are closed. The doors on the bottom of the box are closed. The doors on the right side of the box are open. Those are the ones that, they're, that this, the dwarves are trying to push people through. But the people are fighting back. It's still supreme chaos. Um, the shield guardians are pushing forward and they're, they're kind of smacking people and knocking people unconscious. It's bad. Um, but you guys are all at this point uh, behind the lines of the dwarves, if that makes sense. So you're not really within the, the line of fire quite yet. 
And my compatriots, are they all engaged at this point? They are on the original platform that you were on, which is to you, it's to your left and 70 feet away-ish. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to try to kind of hunker where I've got, uh, you know, where I've got a good view of everything going on and just continue to just stash things and secure straps and okay. shit like that. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Meep, as you are preparing whatever move it is you're going to make, so you're still down in front of the platform. You just fired at that golem. Um, you take a quick glance back at you and realize these shield guardians are just ripping into people. Um, they're not killing them necessarily, but they sure are. I mean, they're not afraid to beat on somebody. Um, but it is your it is your turn. They're they're forcing him towards one set of doors. The other set of, there's another set of doors. You said the doors on the right is where they're forcing everybody to. Correct. So from where you guys are, there are four. There's a set of doors on each wall. The doors right. behind the stage are open. The doors to the right are open, and the other two are closed. What's the cl other closest set of doors? To you guys, it's the closest set is behind the stage. All right. I was just going to see, like, does there look to be any advantage, in my opinion, like are people trying to go to another set of doors? I mean, they're being pushed toward the other doors. They're not – There's. they don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah. All right. I'm going to run up behind one of the shield – Guardians who's not paying attention to me and flank them. Okay. Um, and I'm going to take two bullets to his head. Okay. So that's going to be the one that is closest to Bridax. So you're running, you're about a third of the way between the main platform and the stage that Bridax is on. Um, right. Make just a, uh, make a stealth roll, but make it with advantage for me. I just want to make sure he doesn't spot you or none of the other dwarves spot you. That'd be a, a 19, and they have disadvantage with their perception rules. Okay, all right. And so did you want to get within melee of this thing, or you just wanted to get up close to this thing? Just get up close to pot up two shots on the guy. Okay, take your shots. Um, do, do, do. Sorry, it's... Uh, what is going You're on fine. Here? Oh, my gosh. Okay, literally it just froze on me. Stupid. Okay, I remember what it is, so I'm doing it. Okay. All right, so I'm going to have a 17, and do I have advantage on this for flanking or not? Do you get advantage for flanking for something specific? Well, I was, there's, sneaking, there's... Up behind, I was sneaking up behind the guy, so I just wondered if – if he's busy with them, if that gives me advantage for stealthing up behind him and shooting. No, I mean, he doesn't see you, but it's it wouldn't be advantage. It'd just be a straight shot. A 17 just hits. Okay. Uh, the other one is going to be a miss then. Okay. So, uh, Damage-wise, I was wondering for sneak attack purposes and stuff too. Uh, so that's just going to be 10 plus Wait, Are you firing on the Iron Golem? He's no, I'm firing shield on guardian. Guards, I'm uh, fighting somebody else. Is okay, he fighting sorry. anybody else though, or is he – He's not going for Bright Axe, is he? Oh, you know what? 
I actually, you know what? I am going to give you your sneak attack damage because he's beating the piss out of um, out of rioters, and they technically, in this instance, they would be your allies, more or less. So I, I, I'll give it to you. All right. Uh, so that's going to be four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, fifteen points of damage. Okay. And then my steel defender is going to defend me. Okay. Create disadvantage of attacks if he tries to attack me, and okay. I'm done. All right. Fair enough. Awesome. And the rest of the group is still on stage, right? You guys haven't moved anywhere? I mean, other than, than Meep just having run over to that shield. Meep and Rolthor and Brightaxe are not on stage. So Meep is behind the shield guardian. Brightaxe is on the other stage. And Rolthor is right below the stage that you're on. You and Croker are stage right, pretty far right of where the <clears> golem <throat> is. And Kronthut is right up on the golem. Is the, the back door accessible to us, or is, or is that on the level that Meep's on? The back door from where you are... Make a perception check. Uh, perception is... That's a 17. Okay, yeah, it is wide open. Um, you do notice it looks like there's a group another group of armored dwarves who are staging and getting ready to come out and help with crowd control. So then uh, I, I'm going to cast uh, conjure animals again. And <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to have some, some monkeys attack those dudes. that are in the doorway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they're assembling, I, cause I need to get them the hell out of our way. Cause that's our exit. Okay. And by monkeys, you mean, I mean, uh, gorillas. Okay. I, I, I knew what he meant. <laughs> There's nobody, nobody actually really of the ape family, not quite the uh, monkey yeah. family. So right, right, right. I right, just right. wanted to make sure. No, no, no. I knew. I knew. Okay. A bunch of little right. pre-fleeing monkeys. Maybe a distraction, but. So you and how many gorillas do you get now? Is it six? Uh, I believe I get uh, eight. Uh, hold on. Where's the, come on. It probably depends on what level you're casting, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't think that part does where did i see the gorilla in here baboon is level zero come on we used this before i don't see it freaking anywhere that's okay i just all right I'll, I'll, I'll split the difference with you i'll say there's four of them okay that's fine i i, I don't know well, we, we normally go with four because that's how many he 3D printed for you. That's why that number's in my head. Oh, but you've, you've okay. grown since then, so I don't know. I have, and I'm casting it at uh, fifth level, so it's not okay. my highest level. Okay. All right, so all of a sudden, of course, gorillas rise from the ground and go nuts back in the doorway, and, and more chaos ensues. All and right. their, their initiative, uh, they just rolled a five. Okay. If that means anything for you. Uh, it kind of does. It kind of doesn't. I'm, I'm storytelling them in. We're not really rolling their attacks. Uh, well, we are, we aren't. Um, all right, you guys. So Croker and Otham, as you guys are doing this, there's a loud, just slap, a loud, wet slap right behind you. And you turn around and there is a dead drow that has clearly fallen from a couple of stories up, um, that is, that is, 
hit the stage right behind or the platform right behind you guys and he's just he's squishy now he's he's gross um the iron golem fuck you're right next to him and roll thor is on the other side of that thing yeah, the Iron Golem is you, – you took a pretty hard shot at him. He's going to take one back. So he is going to – Krantut, he's taking two slam attacks at you. He can try. Uh, an 18 and a 19. Yes, they both hit. Yes. Okay. Tried <laughs> and succeeded. <laughs> I stared into the face of death and now I get to meet it. <laughs> 18 points on the first shot and 20 points on the second shot. So because I could do math, that's more than my current hit points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kronthud goes down. How do I go down? Does he step on me? No, he did the same oh, thing slammed. that he had done with so Crow. He, he did the, yeah, I got the piston fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's impressive. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Brian, it's also stop, then... <laughs> stop fisting the camera. Yeah, Brian, that's right. stop fisting the camera. He piston fist. Um, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> there you, got, you got it the second time. Thank you. <laughs> um, it is going to step forward to the edge of the platform. Um, and it's looking down. At this point, it's looking immediately down at Rolthor. But it is still on the platform, and Rolthor is still below it. Um, that captain, yes, sees Brightaxe and is going to take his double movements. He makes it about three-quarters of the way between the two stages. So he's, he's coming up hard on you, um, but he's not there yet. And I believe that puts us at Rolthor. Yes, it does. Rolthor, you're up. Uh, the golem is staring over the stage at you. He is not in your melee range, and you are not in his. Um, but he is very close to you. And you know from experience you're within range of his, uh, his, his poison attack. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. I was trying to. I'm trying to decide if Blight would do anything to him or not. Trying to decide between Blight and Lightning Bolt being better. Uh, we'll try Blight this time and see what happens. Okay. So I'm going to cast Blight at him. Okay. Is that a save for me? Is that correct? Um. Yep. Okay. Constitution save. Con save is a nine. I'm guessing that doesn't do it. That does not do it. Okay. I will roll. Uh, God, just four rolls. Twenty-five. Twenty-five, and what? That's necrotic. Yeah. Okay. So it's weird because you're not expecting it to, um, but it sure does. Uh, it, it starts to. None of this thing is living, right? But you can see behind the eyes, there's that magical essence of life. Um, and you see the eyes, they go from this like glowing orange that is 
really vibrant to they're overtaken with almost like this liquidy black that intermixes with them. And you see the thing just kind of roll down slowly before the orange comes back, but it's definitely, it's, it's lost a step right now. All right. Now, can I move far enough out of range of what I would think would be his poison? Or will somebody get an opportunity to attack on me? So it's not going to get an opportunity of attack on you. However, what you have to be careful of is if you move straight back, you're moving into the dwarves, the, the line of armored dwarves. So you right. almost, you can either go right, which will take you still on the ground behind Otham and Croker, or you can go left, which you would come close to intercepting uh, with the captain that's going after Brightaxe. You'd be headed toward Brightaxe. Uh, I will head towards Brightaxe. Okay. And what's your movement? 30. Oh, and Meep is there too. Okay, so if you're going to take your full movement, you're going to actually, you're going to end up very close to Meep. And probably 10 or 15 feet from the captain who is hunting Brightaxe. Okay, perfect. All right. Did you have a bonus action you wanted to take? Uh, no real bonus action unless I get hit. Okay. All right, Croker, back to you. You are somewhere. You're on stage far right. You just saw Kronthud go down. How far is the uh, golem from me now? Uh, about the same distance, but he's moved forward to the edge. So he's actually, as far as your orientation, you're you're still seeing his left side, but he's moved forward enough that you're kind of behind him. Like 15 feet? Uh, yeah, 15, 20, somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, I've got a specific spell. Okay. I mean, if you took a few steps forward, you'd be within 15 feet of him. All right. Um. So... Who's around me? Otham is right next to you, and Kronthud is 15 or 20 feet uh, in front, well, to your left, as you uh, as it stands right now. So if I cast Thunder Wave, that would affect his floppy dead body as well, correct? Kronthud's? Yeah. Um, I would have to double-check Thunder Wave, but probably. 15-foot uh, cube originating from me. Everybody has to make a... Um, each creature makes a con saving throw. Yeah, it would affect Kronthod then. It would be uh, 3d8 plus you get pushed 10 feet. So yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Alright, you know what? Come uh, on, I can take it. Although technically, <laughs> technically wouldn't he be an object now? <laughs> wow I'm just unconscious Wow I still have a pulse See, see how they gang up on you? Jeez like, yeah, wow. The guy falls down for one second and He's like a rock <laughs> Alright I'm going to throw the axes Okay At the golem I assume Yeah well who else is around me uh, you've, taking care of uh, you've, you've got a mostly dead soldier right next to you Um who, if you fart in his general direction, is probably going to die. Um, and then you've got the golem, um, and he's the, the golem's looking pretty rough. He, let me double check. He's take he sustained a lot of damage. This is the weakest you guys have seen him yet, which is a pretty dumb thing to say because every time you hit him, he's weaker than he was. But uh, that's pretty good, GM. Yeah, thanks. Um, Way to paint the picture. He's, 
he's nowhere near, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's hurting badly for him, but he's not, it's not like he's, you know, on death's door. He's looking rough. There are, there are chunks of armor falling off. Uh, the number Rolthor did on him was kind of rough. All right. So I uh, told the dead at him. Ooh, okay. Okay, and I get a is it a con wisdom wisdom save. Oh, this is probably not going to be great. Okay, the Brian version. It's boner the dead, not that's right. Toll the dead. That is a fourteen. That is a fail. Okay. So, and because he's already taking, he is missing his points. Correct. Correct. Uh, he will take a uh, 3d12 necrotic. Okay. Oops. Now, how do I subtract? Ouch. Oh, God. All right. <gasps> 25 points of damage. All right. Nice job. And then... Um, because of my war magic, uh, I take one of my axes and I backhand the soldier that's sitting next to me. Okay, roll your attack. Uh, that would be a 26. Yep, it hits. He's dead. Okay. You didn't, you didn't have to roll damage. He's dead. But, but. I I mean, you can sound. roll it if you want. You can, yeah, that's up to you. Ah, there we go. All oh, it was right. a 12. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that was Crocare. Uh, Cronthud, you get to make a death saving throw there, buddy. Woohoo! Uh, what's a one do? You rolled it a one? It regenerates you. Yes. <laughs> Is that two automatically? I'm going to give you two automatically, yeah. That's two fails. <laughs> wow. That hurts. All right. That hurts. I already well, gave my potion. I can't do that again. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Wait, there's you, a wood here somewhere. Hold on. Here. You, there you go. <laughs> I knocked on wood. When you're rolling again, use that die flushing so it sounds like your life just flushing down the drain. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Um, Bright Axe to you. All right. Um, <clears throat> how far away is this captain from me? He's closing the distance. He's probably from where you are now, 10, 15 feet. And how, uh, how hurt does he appear? He appears. What is that noise him, I keep hearing? I hit him good before, but. Yeah, I got to find him here. Um, he's. Uh, he looks like he's taking a beating, but he's by no means down for the count. Okay. Um, and I've returned to normal size? You have, yes. Okay. I guess I'm going to have to re-rage because I'm sure it's dropped after last round of not taking any attacks or damage. Yep. Um, so re-raging, and I'm going to jump down after him and swing at him. Okay. Oh, that's not terrible. It's a 21 to hit and a 29 to hit with the natural okay. 20. Yeah, those are those are both going to do real damage. 
You say one of those was a nat 20? Yes. Okay, lovely. Okay, so that is... Um, on the crit, we have 18 and 8 is 26. Okay. And on the other hit is 11. Okay. So you come jogging off. You hop down off of this stage, um, do your landing, take a little roll, and just come up with the axe and bring it right down just across him um, and just open him up. You cleave right straight through his breastplate, uh, open him up. You turn and, and do, your little, uh, do your little spin dance move um, and take another shot right into his arm. You hit him right on, like a, I guess like a, a bracer. Um, so it doesn't do as much as you might have hoped for, um, but you still, you have jacked him up. Um, yes, I have. Yes, you have. And, and your that bonus was, was to rage. Okay. And that was not reckless. So. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, it is now. That was Bright Axe. Um, the shield guardian that Meep shot is going to turn on him. Fair enough. And let's see. It's going to move. It's going to close. And it's just going to make two fist attacks at you. It's going to keep it simple. Okay. Um. Oh, I rolled shit for one of them. The other is a 22. Uh, I'm going to use um, I'm going to use my reaction to cast shield. Okay. And that'll raise me to a 22. So he'll still hit me, I guess. But. Yep. That's going to be three, five, nine points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. And. That's all those guys are going to do. The other one, uh, the other shield guardian is still going into the riot and still kind of hurting people toward that door. Um, you notice there are, as as the dwarves shift away from you guys and start pushing toward that door, they're leaving behind a lot of bodies, um, quick, many of whom are... Did he, did he roll a disadvantage? I don't mean to nitpick, but I guess I'm nitpicking. Did who roll it what? Did the guy roll a disadvantage on his attack? Did he have disadvantage? Well, my... my um, oh, because you're a defender. Yeah, defender. Okay, hang on. Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, he actually... Wrote, I did almost exactly the same thing. I did two better that time, so... Okay, It'll, cool. it'll stand. Um, they're leaving behind a lot of bodies, many of whom are, are deceased, many of whom are bloodied, and there's a lot of wailing going on, uh, a lot of people um, just kind of crying out in pain. Um, National end. Yeah, exactly. Right. The end of the room that you guys are on, so the left-hand side of the room from the door that you guys came in on, uh, the side where the stage that Bright X just came off of, is finally starting to empty, and they're really pushing people, but there's lots of lots of people and lots of pain going through here. Um, Meep, it is your turn. All right, I'm going to take two shots in the guy. On the Guardian? Yep. Uh, actually, I at this point we're in hand to hand, so I think I may switch over to um, 
switch over to a new website that actually shows my attacks. It's weird now twice, whenever I hit all actions, the only thing that shows up is a dagger. That's strange. Yep, okay. I just had it pulled up. Give me one second, sorry, gonna refresh. That's okay. Oh, it's not. Awesome. Well, he's figuring that out since you're going to be in a different combat altogether. Why don't you go ahead and take your turn and then we'll come back to me. Yeah, come back to me. Something's am going I, on. Am I, I'm still near Kronthud, right? You are. Yeah, you are. So Croker is to your immediate right. Kronthud right. Is, is 10 or 12 feet to your left. Uh, uh, well, very, very close to the golem. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to risk it because I'm going to rush over and give him my potion of healing. Okay. So you take your movement or about half your movement to get over there. You use your action to feed him your potion of healing. Go ahead and roll your healing. Uh, how many was that, Brian? Was that like four of them? Which, depends on, which kind of healing is it? Yeah, it depends on the potion. Uh, I just hit remove. It was... It was the one we all got one, right? It was all. Some of you had greater, some of you had uh, different ones. It's four d four plus four. I thought it was greater is four d four plus four. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't. Whatever. Anyway, um, so I roll, and that is fourteen. Okay. All right. So Crownthud is back in it. Almost got you there, buddy. Not that the overall effect would have had a ton of difference, but that's okay. All right. Uh, Meep, are you back up? Yep, I'm back up. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Hang on, hang on. Arthur, did you have a bonus action you wanted to do? I don't think so. I think my only bonus action is Guardian of Nature. No. Okay. Um, no, no. There's. I don't need to do that. Okay. Meep, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and take um, two attacks with the rapier. Jeez. <laughs> piston piston yeah, fists, right? now, now a rapier? One's a, I don't, one's a ten, uh, one was a 10, which I'm assuming is a miss, and one's a 21, which I'm assuming is a hit. That would be correct. And that's going to be for six points of damage. Okay. Totally worth it. Yep. Like this thing is barely phased. All right. Um, so those were your attacks. Did you have a bonus action you wanted to take? Disengage and run away. Okay. <laughs> he bravely ran away, away. <laughs> uh, which way are you going to run? So Towards Bright Axe. Towards Bright Axe. All right. When in doubt, go near a big guy with an axe. Yep, and you're going to make it basically right up to him. You put yourself right up next to him and that Capitan. All right. Um, dead, dead, dead. My steel defender will continue to defend me. Okay. The Iron Golem... Let's see. Kronthod and Otham are directly behind it. Rolthor is... Rolthor moved away. Croker's to its left. Uh, 
It is going to hop down off of the stage and start moving toward the Bright Axe Meep Roll Thor group. Yeah. Now, in its hop down, um, Crownthud and Autumn, you will both get opportunities of attack. Go ahead and take those first if you choose to. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, and I'm just swinging my staff. Correct. Uh, that is a uh, 15 to hit. Okay, that's going to be a miss. Plus six, sorry. Oh, that's going to be a hit then. 21 hits. Okay. 21. 1d6 plus two. Three. Three points of damage. All right. Woo. Okay. And Kranta, would you like to take your opportunity of attack? Attack of opportunity, rather? Um, I'm prone. Uh, do I still get one? You would. It'd just be a disadvantage. Well, I suppose I'll take it then. Okay. <laughs> so Why not? So the image I have right now is that something's leaving my... <laughs> I'm laying on the ground. I'm going to just swing blindly. So let's see what happens. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Okay. Oh, I did pretty well. 26 to hit. With disadvantage? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> Let me roll that again. Um, No, this time it was only a 23. That still hits. <laughs> but, oh, you suck. I'm going to say we did it one-handed probably, right? Yeah, yeah, I would assume so, yes. <laughs> okay. That's at eight points. Eight points. All right. Okay. So this thing has hopped down off the stage. It took two brief hits on its way, um, and it is just kind of clacking and, and chattering. You can hear gears kind of misfiring in, in, inside of it. Um, it is going to unleash – This is going to be Rolthor, Brightaxe, Meep. It's going to be all three of you. And it's going to take out the captain. And it's going to fire its breath weapon at you. Good. And that is, yeah, well, it regained it like three turns ago, but I didn't have a reason to use it. Um, Constitution saving throw? Wait, 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 wait. It is not going – it's going to bypass Rolthor um, to hit the three who are grouped together. So Bright Axe, the Captain, and Meep. Um, I need a constitution saving throw, please. So I don't need to do it now. You do not, Rolthor, no. Okay. The Captain fails his. 16. Fail. Guessing an 8 will fail. Fail, okay. So – that's a lot of dice. Where to go? Forty four points of poison damage. Yowza. 
Okay. Um, and this thing is just clacking along. It's it's in real trouble. Okay. Um. Did the soldier? Is the captain still there? Is he down? Oh, I forgot to roll the cat. The damage on the captain. That is going to be. Would have been forty-four, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The captain dies. The captain's real dead, actually. <laughs> okay. Like real dead. That's one way to kill your opponent. <laughs> yeah. I want to give um, him a healing potion. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody help him quick. <laughs> okay. Um. Where did that go? There it is. He's dead. The riot has pushed about a third of this room is now empty, and these dwarves have reformed into a line. So it's a much, instead of the curved line that it was, it's a much straighter line that makes almost like a right angle. And it is just pushing people. There is blood and just gore all over the ground. There's also rocks. There's broken glass from the Molotovs. There's broken glass from the um, stinking cloud bottles that the dwarves had thrown at them. It's just, it's, it's utter destruction. Um, however, none of that is currently aimed at you. He's dead. Roll Thor, your turn. All right, I'm going to do Blight again on whoever's closest to me. Uh, it's still that golem. This time I'm going to do it at level six. Okay. I'm level six spell, so I better kill him. And that's a con saving throw? It. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, that's a 14. Nope. Okay. He's 17, so 52. All right. Um, how do you want to do this? Sweet. Uh, I want to watch his eyeballs just melt out of his head if possible. <laughs> whatever his eyes are made out of. Okay. Whatever turned orange last time and started to come out, I just want to watch the insides melt out. Okay, so you see this thing just spew sickness all over your, uh, I hesitate to call them friends, but all of your teammates. Um, it just spews this green, noxious gas everywhere. Um, it then, remembering that it had run past you to get to them, turns and puts its fist up, and the piston goes back and kind of cocks like it's going to fire, and you hit it with your magic whammy, and you just see the orange eyes, just they turn just completely black with liquid and then actually the glass shields that are on them just shatter outward and liquid just kind of pours down its face it's a mixture of this runny black ichor and some orange almost looks like magma and then it just falls forward and lands at your feet it's done excellent perfect okay um right. you sir have a bonus action of movement if you'd care to take it um no, I'm okay where I'm at. Okay. And actually, at this point, because the captain's down, the golem's down, all the soldiers are down, um, we're going to go ahead and move. I'm assuming you're not going to fight the people who are in the riot or the million dwarves that are in here. So we're actually technically out of combat at this point. Uh, off them, as you take a look down through that door, uh, you notice your gorillas have, they're still fighting with the dwarves, um, and there's fighting going on down there, but it's it would not, 
in your estimation, it wouldn't be a huge deal to just push through everybody. They're keeping them pretty busy. Mm. What do you guys want to do? There's a door behind you as well. Hit the door behind us. Yep, let's go. Okay. So you guys go flying up to the door. So this is not the door with the gorillas and the and the dwarves. This is the door to the left. It is barred. Um, what do you want to do to get through it? I'm going to rage blast through it. Well, wait a minute. Is it barred on this <laughs> side or that side? It is strangely barred on this side. I'm still rage blasting through it. All right. <laughs> hit it. See what happens. <laughs> Shit. No, I'm not. <laughs> you have advantage on it, right? Yeah. I rolled a five and a seven. Oh. So that gives me uh, uh advantage. So that's a 12 is my best. Okay. Yeah, no. You go flying up there with all the pissed off glory that you can muster. And you hit the thing and it just got to stagger backwards. <laughs> and I walk up to it and I go, flip. <laughs> <laughs> make, make a strength check for me because it's it's held in there with like an eight by eight. It's a large. We watched them close this, correct? You did, yeah. You know how to do it. It's just a heavy thing in there. I thought the door behind strength. us was open, and there was a there were guards preparing. I thought that's that's the store by the stage. You guys said you turned around and went the other way, so you're going for one of the locked doors. What was your what was your smart plan? Point? Smart plan, guys. <laughs> it, it may be. Uh, is it uh do I roll the saving for a one or the the strength check? I'm gonna give him guidance. Okay, I'm just gonna guide you. So that's a plus four, plus a D four. Uh plus four? Plus 14. a D four. A D four. Oh. Uh fourteen. Okay. You're beat. You're pushing on this thing. You could feel it budging and wanting to go up. Uh, but it's not quite making it. Ugh. And that was with um, that was with the bench, right? Because isn't wait no guidance is an advantage. It's a deep no, it's plus, plus four. Yeah. Plus so he's pushing. Does everybody want to help him? My God, do we really go through all this to get defeated by a door again? Somebody besides me, I will stop. <laughs> yes, I will help him. Okay, we're gonna say for the sake of argument that you guys managed to push this thing up. Bright X kind of. Wiggles it off and, and pulls this thing up. It opens into a large thoroughfare um, that at this point appears to be very, very empty. Uh-oh. Run for our lives, point. gentlemen. Okay. Go, so you yeah. take, you're taking Go off? Out. Okay. All right. So um, you guys take off. And head toward the direction of whatever bar it is you said that you were going to kind of rendezvous at. Yes. And you make it out of there. You don't believe you've been followed. Although, um, Croker and... Actually, no, not Croker. Probably Meep and Krontod. You're the two slowest. So you're kind of bringing up the rear. Um, make perception checks. I got an 11. Okay. I got a 21. Okay. Um, so, Kronthud, you're pretty sure you're not being followed. Chris, you have no worries. Meep, you have no worries. You're like, all right, we're not being followed. Okay. Um, and you guys managed to make it out. You make it into the pub slash inn. Um, it is actually empty as well. 
Let's let's so, find the room, barricade ourselves in. Yeah, Jeremy. get in there and barricade and, and regroup. Okay. All right. So you guys go up to there's like a second floor. It's a, it's it's the same. It's very similar to the other inns that you've been in um, in this uh, in this city, in that it's made more from rock and earth and clay than it is from wood or anything like that. Um, but you do find one room that is large enough. It's more, it's probably actually a conference room. You don't see any beds or anything, but there's some big tables uh, that you feel comfortable will will fit you all. Uh, Bright Axe, I'm sure, grabs a keg on his way up the stairs. Um, and another wheel guys, of cheese. And another wheel of cheese. And, uh, and that's where you guys are going to bed down for the night. And we're going to put all of the tables in this conference room up against the door. That works. <laughs> okay. So if you remember the ending of the Blues Brothers, we pretty much do that from the front of the bar all the way up to the bedrooms. There you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there you go. So nice. well done, gentlemen. You broke through my damn line of dwarves. I'm kind of annoyed by that, but uh, well done. Can so, we, uh, can we click on long rest? You may <laughs> click on long rest. Good. Thank I goodness. Need you probably all need it, I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for... Uh, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> I still want your axe. <laughs> I like that's how that works. You've got two of your own. Hit points, man. That's the lowest I've ever been, I think. I'm sorry. I missed what, how many you said you had. Four hit points. Four? Nice. Okay. I'm shocked that Awesome only went down once. <laughs> well, Kranta took his, took his place as the human pincushion there for a little while. So there you go. That's what happens yeah. when you go toe to toe with a big yeah with the boss. You draw. You put in probably one of the harder hits on it though. You did a good job with that. So iron meeting iron. That's right. <laughs> Just a big old clang. 